I, I don't like humble pie. It's up there with apple pie. Terrible. Yeah. Anybody. Anybody. Taylor Swift. Yeah. It's her. Hi. She's the problem. It's her. And Dawn. It's not that I'm not listening. It's I'm not retaining it. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. We got this email, uh, rad at radradio.com, about half an hour ago. Came in from Megan. Hey, Megan. At 5.38 a.m. And she wrote, OMG, all caps, exclamation point, I am over today already. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's Friday. <laughs> yeah. well, some, people, some people, it's their Mondays. Right. Or that's, midweek. Right. Yes, or, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. all true. All true. <laughs> and, uh, and also, uh, uh, for people who have the old school traditional schedules, not all Fridays are good. Maybe her mother's dying of cancer. Oh, right. Yes, there's that. Uh, this is why this is why I hate that whole Happy Friday crap. Shut uh-huh. up. You don't know what I'm going through. Don't tell me to be happy. It ain't happy for me. <laughs> don't it's, happy. It's so. It's so. It, it's, well, happy Friday, Kyle. It's so. It's so presumptive, <laughs> and it's so rude. It's that bitch that walks down the hallway with, that you work with who who looks at you because you're busy. You're thinking about something. Maybe you're in management. You have a problem that you're trying to solve, and she has no life and says, "Smile." I'm going to slap that bitch. Seems very specific. Ah, damn it. She's dead. It's fine. Oh, oh good. <laughs> Hopefully she wasn't murdered. No. No, she, uh, it was complications of, uh, of eating disorders. Oh. Oh, that's oh. terrible. Oh, all right. This morning's off to a great start. Kyle's fault. Happy Friday. Man. All Kyle's fault. Yes, all my favorite thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Put the blame on me. I, I yeah. am. Oh. I am. I was being happy, and then all of a sudden it changed <laughs> into this bitch. No, no, you were being a jerk. You know, you're being be- a jerk? You were being a jerk because you didn't hear Megan's oh, story. Man. I didn't Megan, hear it. Me- I'm a little sensitive <laughs> to this this week. Megan did not get a chance to be heard and validated. Right? Oh, it's Friday. Oh. <laughs> well, let's hear her story, yeah. and we'll decide. All right. Oh, you. You are going to jump ship, and not because she's a woman. You are going to come right over. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Oh, it's a happy friend. Uh-huh. I guess not. OMG, I'm over today. I work in a hospital. I got breakfast. I took a bite, and I tasted something weird and crunchy. What? 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 Like if I were eating plastic. I spit it out, immediately trying to see what it was. I saw some dark pieces, and I thought, okay, burned spinach or something. Obviously a salad, maybe. As I kept examining, I realized, nope. That's a bug, hard shell, <laughs> about hard an shell. inch it's long. It's a roach. Uh, I threw the entire uh, container away, and the taste uh, is still lingering. Oh, get some real problems. Oh, my God, in a hospital, too. Right. Ew. She's in the perfect place. God. She can be treated immediately. Uh, oh, it was in the hospital? Just, just where she works. <laughs> oh. just, just, go, just go get some rubbing alcohol that or whatever you do. So You're and, and and swish it around, oh, or just do it like what most of the world does and eat bugs. Did she? Uh, did uh, yeah. And oh. what we don't know is, is is did she get it like from the hospital cafeteria? Did she get it from a vending machine? Exactly. Oh, well, yes, right. we must know. Oh uh, yeah. yeah uh, on, on a side note, this is gonna sound, I know, very strange, and I think I might. I feel like I'm alone on an island on this, but maybe not. When I was in the hospital for my hysterectomy, maybe it was the hospital I stayed in. I don't know. I, the food was so good. I've heard this. I looked yeah, forward you. to every meal that I got. And I remember one of the gals, nurses coming in. She's like, hey, the kitchen staff, they're making their rounds again because people want seconds. I said, oh, I'm good. You know, I said, I'm good. But, oh, my God. I, I didn't. I was like, oh, I had to leave already. <laughs> like, my time's up. I mean, I was happy to get home, but the it's, food was it, so good. It's very hit or miss, but around the country, there are reports of these vast improvements in hospitals. Oh, nice. my God. Yeah. yeah. So and that's why I said it's 
it's uh, hit or miss. Please don't write me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in three weeks after you fall down your stairs and, and, and break your head and, and, and you're stuck in the hospital and the food's awful. So, uh, this story did remind me, though, I, I, I've been just tallying up or trying to remember various moments at, at Williams Manor where I think, God, Dawn would just be freaking out over this. And I, I totally couldn't remember two of them recently. A couple of weeks ago, we had had, uh, um, uh, we always keep like lunch meat and, and sandwich meat around. And, and I'm prone to the Italian stuff, like the salamis and the pepperonis and the capicolas and all that. Yummy, yeah. And, and I, knew, I knew this one package had been in there for a while. Uh, a while? Like, you know, I don't know. It, it was, uh, longer than, I'm not big on, 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 well, fresh deli meat is like it's five days total. Right. Yeah, yeah. For me, um, yes. the the package stuff like your pepperoni. I'm proud of you with the, that. Why? Well, it's only for one reason. I my what I say my smell and taste test. Uh, it okay. just gets yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets slimy. It does. Pepperoni things that are pre-packaged those can go a few weeks oh, usually for me. They do last and, longer. And I, I mean after being open, like you know, because they have to oh, date and all that. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but but like this one, I think it was like about ten days ish. It was more than a week. Had been opened for it, ten days. Yeah, and it wasn't. It was. Um. Uh. It was. Uh, it was. I, was it? It wasn't. It wasn't mortadella. It could have been capicola. It was. A, it was a thin salami type thing. Oh, and, 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 and I want to make it clear to everyone that that I know you are saying, yes, the package was open and then you close it. But to me, that's like, right, and hopefully to everyone else, once you open it, you start counting those days. Yeah, you're not saying you left it open. No, it's in a Ziploc yeah, yeah. bag. It's in a Ziploc, yeah. yeah, but it's like still, that doesn't matter. I mean, after a few days, bye. So if your salami is in the fridge and it's opened and it turned like a darker gray color, is that okay as long as it's not slimy? That is where, that is exactly where this was. Okay. And that's where I know, okay, it's right on the cusp. It's right on the cusp uh, because that's what it's doing. It's, it's, it's degrading. And so... I opened it up. First thing I did the smell test. Smells great. Smells fine. So I just peeled one of the, the one of these thin salami pieces and I ate it. Uh, and, and and I it's I, I went. It's graying. Salami shouldn't have graying. I know. And well, again, at all. That's what it means. That's like its last day. That, that's how you know. And so, so I said, well, I okay, I'm not going to throw it away just because it's graying. So I took a bite. I, I put the whole piece in my mouth and I and I swallowed it and uh, I went. Eh, no, I don't think so. It wasn't bad. I could just tell it's a day oh, over. God. Yeah, I should have. So I throw, I just throw it on the counter, and I go get some other meats and stuff. And uh -huh. and then and then as I'm cleaning up, I grab it, and I don't know if I I intentionally did this or if it happened while I was prepping. But that same package of of salami that I ate, the one piece, it was flipped over, and you could see on the other side it was just all mold. Uh -huh. And I thought, I thought, oh my god, if Dawn was here, she'd like. Tell me to throw, make myself throw up or something. <laughs> Everything's fine. Nothing happened. Oh, that is disgusting. So when I buy myself deli meat, I'm, I, yeah, I'm like after a few days, and I know, like I will not buy it unless I know I'm gonna commit right to turkey salads or sandwiches or whatever it is I'm gonna do with whatever cut of meat I buy, um, sliced meat like that. But I know with my husband and pops. That, oh my God, I will see stuff. Because I clean out the fridge, or I do a, a scan of the fridge every Sunday just to see if there's anything that needs to go or whatever. And I know whatever's sitting in there from them, leave it, and I will just look at it. I'll look at the wrapper of the deli meat, and I'll be like, babe. He's like, no, no, it, it, it's still fine. And for me, I'm like, Five no. days. Right? Five days. Oh, my God. That, that's it. I can't and do pops it. pops with his pepperoni slices. Forget about it, or the salami. Oh, no, he'll have those no. packages in there forever. Yeah, that I'm, that I'm with Pops on, I think. Oh, God. But, 
that. So over the summer, I took a road trip and uh, we got these pepperoni sticks and they're like little spicy with jalapeno in them. And I didn't know if they were still good or not. And the other day, there's probably like five or six of them left. And my girlfriend was telling me, she's like, no, no, those are bad. Don't eat them. And I sniffed them. I'm like, I don't know. They they, they, they might have preservatives in them. They might be fine. <laughs> but I was looking. I'm like, I know we, it was the summertime. So we're looking at four oh. or five months at least. And uh, oh, I took a bite. God. Totally fine. Yep. Ate like three of them. Oh, yeah. That that is that is a that is a preservative <laughs> stick. But, yeah, or, you know, that, that's all it is. Yeah, it tasted. Oh, it actually probably tasted yeah. a little better yeah, than when we got uh, them. Yeah, it's, it's aged. That's yeah. all. Um <laughs> And the other one that I can remember was a few weeks ago. I had oh gone to the grocery gosh. store uh, to get a few things we needed for dinner. And, and while I was there, I got a bagel for myself to have the next morning, a fresh bagel. So, you know, you go to the, the, the bakery and you get the little bag and you put the bagel in the bag, right? right. Uh, and, and so we unloaded and the bagel in the bag was, was placed on the counter by the, by the toaster. I just leave it in the bag. I get up the next morning, you know, 2 a.m. I'm like, oh, well, that's right. I got a bagel. I go in the kitchen. You know, I'm like, where is it? I'm looking around. I can't find the damn bag anywhere, and 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 so I think, okay, I don't know. Did I don't know, and I don't know if if my wife did this or I did it at some point by accident, but it's not by the toaster. It's not like by an area where I would put it. Like it's not with the bread. It's not with the bread. I checked the refrigerator in case we did something stupid because there's my drawer and hers hurt nothing. Right. And I finally go, oh, I wonder. And so I go over to the garbage, and I open it, and there's my bag. With my bagel in it, right on oh, the top. No, that sucks. So I grab it and put it in the toaster and eat it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's in a bag on top of the garbage. No. Bag is dry. But it was there all night. Yes, protected from the garbage no, it's surrounded by. In there with it. Oh, you're so weird. No, you're so your weird. You're I, I, weird. I, because like Don, Don, the, what, I think one of the most famous ones was uh, was when we found out decades ago. Uh, an unpeeled orange falls into the garbage can, no, right? You're, this you're, is crazy. You're holding it for every reason. It falls into the garbage. <laughs> and and then you reach in immediately and grab it, and you're going to peel it and eat it. She won't do it. I know. No, that is, oh, yeah, that is crazy. I'll hand, I should, I, I will, I'll hand it off to someone else. I, that is oh, have crazy. Have you evolved? Have oh, you evolved? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, 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 oh. I'll at least let someone else eat it. I, and I know it's crazy. Oh, good. But the bagel in the back. That's not, that is not the same it's as an orange touch any garbage. or a banana. No. Uh, by the way, Megan no. wrote back and said that the salad uh, came from the hospital cafeteria where she works. Nice. Oh, Maybe it's the special for the day. Um, they got a, 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 well, now is it separate, right? Is there, is there, when you go to the cafeteria, is that the same food they're sending to the rooms? Or is that, is there a separate division for that? Because that would suck if you're a patient. <laughs> What you ate. Megan, you don't need to write back and clarify that. <laughs> she said she worked there, right? Yes. Yeah, well, maybe she's kind of a bitch and the kitchen staff hates her and Could decided be. to put oh, bugs no. in her food. Never know. Yeah. I love hospitals. Be nice to your kitchen staff. <laughs> it is uh, December 1st. Anytime uh, we try to, our first day of any month, we try to uh, give you what to look forward to in the month. Obviously, there's this little thing called Christmas uh, in December. Uh, in sports, college football's bowl games start December 16th. They don't matter for two weeks after that. Uh, lots of NFL as uh, the playoffs uh, come around in January, NBA, NHL action. Uh, there are lots of holiday specials, uh, which also include like the Great British Baking So Holiday. Oh, I version. love them. Pit, pit. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, the National Christmas Tree Lighting Special is on CBS December 15th, even though they did it two weeks ago. Not sure why that one takes so long. Huh. Uh, in movies, uh, Taylor Swift's The Eras Tour is available on demand starting December 13th. Yes. And Eddie Murphy's <laughs> first holiday film, Candy Cane Lane. Oh! 
Oh. It's Prime Video today, and I have low, low expectations of this. Oh, man. It, it, uh, I can't be worse than the best Christmas ever. Well, I, first of all, I can't that's comment. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Second of all, if it's as bad as everyone except for one person says, best Christmas ever, that's not very high praise. Well, it's not as bad as that. I still would not want to waste my time. The, the, it's kind of like... It's like Christmas with the cranks in reverse meets I don't know what yet but from the from the trailer. Eddie Murphy's uh, this guy who wants to uh, win the annual contest of who has the best decorated home for Christmas. So okay. that's the reverse part, right? Because uh, their whole neighborhood's decorated, but he one of them's going to oh, win best oh, house. Okay. Uh, uh, when you're trying to think of an, another movie, Danny DeVito is in this movie with, um, is it Matthew Broderick that's married to Sarah Jessica Parker? This sounds horrible and not like a movie I've seen. But so it, when Jack the halls. Yeah, when you're trying to do a, a cross between, because right, he wants the most lighted house and he wants it okay. to go to space. So that's that's the Maybe. premise, and 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 then and then along the way, he makes a deal with Pepper, uh, for to use magic to make his home more festive. The, the, from the trailer, it looks like he's in a Christmas store, and Pepper is this woman. Uh, who oh. runs the store, and he he buys, he spends all this money, and there's this long receipt that comes out, and, and he has to sign for it. And um, he then, he learns then that Pepper is an evil elf Uh-oh. who has made similar deals in the past, and her victims are transformed into plastic dolls. And he, apparently he figures this out when his Christmas village setup comes to life, mm. and they are all former victims of, of Pepper. <laughs> cool. Um, Oh. And, and then there's this reference to oh Eddie Murphy's God. the next victim because he signed the receipt and the whole oh you got to read the uh, the 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 fine, fine print, print. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it really looks stupid I I didn't even chuckle remotely once I mean at the I just giggled so yeah I'm but you giggle at everything and I mean <laughs> it, 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 I, 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 I I am an easy it, giggle in none of it looks funny. To me, but it's Eddie Murphy, so yeah. that's called uh, Candy Cane Lane. Uh, also in actual theaters, uh, the very weird-looking Wonka with uh, Timothy Chalamet opens up on the 15th. We didn't need it. Yeah. No, no. I'm no. not interested. I, I don't need Timothy Chalamet in my life either. You know, he's not bad in Dune because Dune's such a big movie. It's so epic. It's a sci-fi, and it's got so many other people in it, and you're in it for the the story and the special effects. So he's like, he, he, you could just, you can tolerate him in that. Yeah, he like the most reason I've got a bad taste in my mouth from his his gig host in Saturday Night Live, which was just horrendous. And, and, oh, and, that was yeah. bad. Yeah, he's awful. And he's the kid with one of the Jenners, right? Kylie or, Ke- uh, or what are their names? The he's sisters. dating one of them. Yeah, is it, which one is the one? No. That, there's the one that's the model. Uh, there's Kyle and Chloe. Oh, Kylie. Uh, Kylie. No. She's the one that had the baby, right? That's a beard. That has all the makeup lines. That's not it's, real. It's that one. That that is not real. That that is that is more fake than trailer. <laughs> I don't see why they have to make more Monka movies. I mean, the second remake after the original was crap with Johnny Depp. Although I'm looking at the cast and I see Mr. Bean is in here. Rowan Atkinson. Mm-hmm. I don't know how big of a role he plays, but man, he cracked me up as a kid. Yeah, nor nor is that a driving force to go see the film. I mean, oh. that's the last thing he did. And it wasn't even that big of a deal. So, you know, and the, I mean, you do know the reason. What? Money. No, that's oh. why they make movies. Yeah, well, I know that's why, but it's stupid. I mean, it's, it's, it's stupid to make many- money. It's stupid that that they have to repeat this 
three times. Like they're making the no. same movie three times. What's stupid? Same story. What's stupid is that Americans pay to go see it. Well, that's stupid. Yeah, that's what's stupid. It's not stupid to make what morons will will pay you for. Mm. And this new Wonka is not necessarily a remake. It's a prequel. It's how Wonka came to right. be the the wondrous chocolatier he is. So they're pulling a Star Wars. Yeah. Look, look, Kyle, you're you're at you're at a different stage than Brandon, who Brandon was it, it started this rant. I don't know five years ago or so. There are no new ideas ever. And they're, they are now at a point where they're just going back to things that have been done and figuring out how can we redo that rather than come up with something new and creative. I hate Hollywood. <laughs> do y'all remember on Netflix, I'm pretty sure, where uh, Meryl Streep was in it and this kid was in it, that the end of the world uh, and they all got exploded. Meryl Streep was the president. Uh, her son was, uh, oh my God. Don't look up. Yeah, don't look up. Do you guys remember? He yeah. was in this. It wasn't a bad movie. Yeah, it wasn't a bad movie. And his part was like, he kind of was playing a you know party guy, so it like fit him. You, you tell me yeah. a movie has Meryl Streep and Timothy Chalamet in it, and I'm leaving. <laughs> Thank you, no. Meryl Streep, most overrated actress of all time. Oh, and you know who else is oh. in it that you hate? Mm. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, hello? Matt hey, Damon? Ben Affleck's friend. Yes, Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a way to, that I can scrub that from my account, I will. <laughs> Uh, on uh, December 22nd, uh, Aquaman with the creepy Jason Momoa mm. and the Lost Kingdom uh, will uh, come out. And on Christmas Day, Ferrari starring Adam Driver and the new musical adaptation that we didn't need of the color purple mm. will come out. And the last six episodes of The Crown will hit Netflix oh, oh, cool. on I December yes. 14th. Yes. I know. I'm like, wait a minute. It, it's yeah. a good show. It is good. Dude. Uh, let's see. Uh, now, I'm reading this blind. This just came in on the heels of uh, Megan's story of eating what we're pretty sure was a cockroach uh, at her hospital cafeteria. It says, I just heard the story about Megan's burrito. I don't think it was a burrito. It wasn't referenced. Salad? She thought, she thought the piece was spinach. She didn't say what it was, so I presumed it was a salad. Right. She certainly did not say it was a burrito. Maybe it was Spanakopita. <laughs> What a terrible burrito, a spinach burrito. Quick story. We spent Thanksgiving at my in-law's house and stayed the night. The following morning. Oh, God, I thought that was the horror story right there. The following morning, my wife made me a cup of coffee. I sat down, took a sip. Something bumped my lip. What? I really couldn't see what it was because I drink my coffee black. Ah, like I take my women. My first thought was it was some new coffee that came in like a tea bag. I don't know why (laughs) I thought this, but I did. Cause, so the bag is like still in there? Are you oh, thinking? Okay, yeah. Okay. Man, dude, no. I spit the coffee back into the cup, walked over to my wife and said, is this a tea bag in my coffee? She said, no, pour it out into the sink. And there was a giant cockroach that came out. It was not a traditional household cockroach. It was one of those new giant ones. Oh, they fly. My wife looked at me, freaked out, and asked me if I was okay. And I just looked at her and said, can you just give me a beer? <laughs> These giant cockroaches fly. Uh, what? Yeah, I, I don't know if they're the same ones, but in Hawaii, oh. they have giant cockroaches that are the size of like two fifty cent pieces put together. They're they're, they're good good uh, size animal or little bug, but they fly. And when oh, you're walking home no. from work at night, no. they like to come out when it's warm at night, and they fly and they smack you in the face. Oh my god! Yeah, they're they're really annoying. Ew! I didn't think yeah. cockroaches could get worse, but yes, a flying one. Dawn was. <laughs> Dawn oh was God. getting closer to considering a trip to Hawaii, yeah, and she is now backing mind. away. Yeah, don't no walk by the soccer fields at night. Uh, it is disgusting. Uh, oh Which, ironically, that was on the top of the list of the reasons that Dawn wanted to visit Hawaii. Yeah. She wanted to take a walk with her husband, Gary, 
by a soccer field at not, night. Right, not the ocean. No, inland. Well, yeah, it's on the way to the ocean. But who goes to look at the ocean in Hawaii? That's not why you go no. there. Losers. Right? You see the soccer God. fields at night. Exactly. And um, drink beer. By the way, uh, Megan wrote in again. Uh, and uh, has confirmed it was not a burrito. It was an egg bake. Okay. okay. All right. Oh. Good. Thank you. No more emails, Megan. Get back to work, Wait, honey. But she didn't say if that was just for staff. <laughs> because I told her not to. Uh, we're going to get to WinRap's change. We do it every morning at 630 and 930. Uh, Penny wrote in for the second time because yesterday she did this uh, after we played WinRap's change. And now she's written in and says, you probably already have other emails saying the same thing. But that last guess was actually an invalid guess, according to my notes. Well, your notes are wrong. No, it isn't. Like, I yeah. thought so at first I was going to get all in. Indignant, and, and then I took time to really look at it. And not one person other than you, Penny, <laughs> is claiming that it was an invalid guess. Now we get to Chris, the princess spreadsheeter, back home in the gay area. Bay area. Who says, here I sit. This was last night at 830. Here I sit, enjoying a cozy evening on the couch with two snoozy dogs, Aww. watching a surprisingly good Thursday night football game, and sipping on some 18-year-old scotch. Yes, mm. I am so happy to be back home. Well, of course. He just spent a week with the in-laws. <laughs> oh, no. Nick had a good guess yesterday at 9.30, and Rob's clue once again eliminated a swath of possibilities from my spreadsheet. In fact, the clues given so far have eliminated five numbers entirely from being included in the correct answer. <laughs> I would read them, but that would be a hint, so I'm not going to do that. Maybe that'll be my hint uh, when we, uh, when, after we get a guess. As of right now, there are 1,548 combinations which comply with all of the clues given so far which is a .065% chance that the next guess will be the correct one. By way of comparison, it is 100 times more likely, that's 6.5%, that a female high school student has used ecstasy. Oh, God. <laughs> we are looking for our sixth guess. Uh. If you give us the right amount of money, you win it. Phone number is 888-989-9811. Caller 18 gets to win Rob's change. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. This year, give the gift that keeps on giving. No, not herpes. A year of Rad TV. Available at members.radradio.com. We got this email, rad at radradio.com. It is from uh, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. It says, I wanted to give a birthday shout out to myself. Yay! <laughs> Yep, it's a shout-out to myself because no one else will write in because I have no real friends that listen to the show, and my wife doesn't listen or retain anything when I play the show around her. Oh, typical woman from uh, my uh, experience. Um, he, uh, see, uh, I turn uh, 40 today. Oh, that's so young. So I'm essentially mere months away from death. Oh, happy, yes. happy birthday, now eat your cake. Happy, happy birthday, or we'll punch you in the face. Uh, we were talking about uh, Megan wrote in. She got a, a, a roach, we think, in her her, uh, her egg thing uh, that she got at the hospital that she works at from the cafeteria. Uh, uh. Uh, and then somehow we got on to uh, uh, Kyle uh, talking about the flying roaches mm -hmm, yeah. uh, that he uh, remembers from Hawaii. Uh, so a couple Very people well. uh, wrote in. Uh, Gregory wrote uh, in. Uh, he uh, lives in Florida. Uh, and he says, I believe they're called palmetto bugs. We get them down here in the south. That is incorrect. But thank you. Oh. Uh, in <laughs> fact, a palmetto bug is just a cockroach. A palmetto, bu a palmetto bug is the same thing as a cockroach the term is used most frequently in the southeastern united states as they are very prevalent in florida 
uh, and that refers to a very large cockroach. Ugh, oh. God, they got weird bugs over there. Well, they are big and juicy. Like, I imagine if they're cooked up right, yeah. they probably taste okay. They're probably oh, full of nutrients. The ones, uh, the ones that Kyle was referring to are called American roaches. They are the large brown roaches that we see crawling and flying around Oahu. Mm. They can be two inches long. They're brown. Oh, they do not God. infest homes. They come from the outside into your home, and even with pest control treatments, they fly through untreated cracks around windows and other entry points. Yep. Oh, that's lovely. Them and the geckos. They, they all come into your house. They invade like uh, crazy. Geckos are cool. I, right. I'd rather have a gecko. <laughs> you would, but then there's a ton of them. Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather have neither. <laughs> Was that a choice? I didn't, I didn't hear if you were playing. Who would you do? Or not really. In all your Hawaii travels, Brandon and Rob, have you all ran into these flying roaches? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I now that I've now that I've had it described to me, yeah, I just thought it wasn't flying at the time, but but we we I've seen a few uh, that ran into the uh, the giant what, right, oh the millipede centipede things, yeah, the little claws, yeah, yeah, those suckers are scary. Yeah, and if they bite you, they're like super painful. Ah! There was one in this gorgeous oceanfront rented house. Mm-hmm. I mean, giant house. That I had that I had bought for that trip, and it's it was in there. Well, there's a lot of places for it to hide. Yeah. Oh yeah. There, it, look, Hawaii is like the Arizona of the Pacific Ocean. Everything uh. down there is creepy, <laughs> crawly, prickly. Yeah. I almost wet myself one time. I was go. We had a key, and it was under a rock in our backyard. You could open the gate oh, yeah. latch and go in there and get the spare key. So I forgot my key, of course. So I go get the spare key, and I lift up the rock that it's under. And of course, there's one of those giant ass centipedes, Oof. and it had its little little po- uh, claws, and mm-hmm. uh. I, I don't know if they're teeth or what they are but it was right next to my hand and i saw it move a little bit <laughs> mm. and I, i'm getting goosebumps just talking about it it scared me that much you got lucky because because it would it, i looked it up and and i don't remember if it's like poisonous or just really painful but it, it was like oh my god don't let this thing bite you oh yeah, i didn't know if they were poisonous i don't think so but got from like um age seven to 16 we moved every year of my life and um some of the places we lived were in Arizona, and two things happened to me as a kid that to this day when I'm in Arizona, I always double check. So I was going to the bathroom one time as a kid, and I go to get the toilet paper, and right on top of it was a scorpion. Oh, yeah. Oh, so now oh, I am, oh, anytime yeah. I'm in Arizona, Whoa. I look before I reach, and then at night going to bed, there were like a couple on the ceiling. So I'm constantly no. looking at the ceilings when oh, yeah. Very Hell no. <laughs> yeah, when I visit Arizona, I just don't worry about it. Same thing with Hawaii. Uh, well, by the way, for you, nobody asked. I got. Uh, I got <laughs> did anyone ask for that story from Dawn? No, but but it was allowed. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> well, we were talking bugs, dude, and you brought up Arizona. And and then I commented while talking about bugs Hi. about Arizona and Hawaii. Oh my God, I loved your comment. It was amazing. You're gonna give me a like on <laughs> <Sure>. Insta. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I got the description of an American roach uh, from a, a website for a local pest company down there called Kilauea Pest. And at the end, they were talking about how uh, a lot of people, they don't, they don't realize they have pests in their homes until they see, like, droppings. So at the end of their description, they say, for a full discussion on identifying pests from their droppings, check out our blog post on the subject titled, What's Pooping in My Drawers? <laughs> the best things in life are free. Hopefully not you. <laughs> We're gonna help you pay some bills and fees with Rosie. With Rosie. Make your best guess and estimate the calculation in Rob Star of Change. With Rosie. With uh, Kyle, Brandon, I, I need I need your assistance because oh, you oh. guys you guys will 
will give me a fair, unbiased, unbalanced <laughs> help on this ruling. I mentioned when I read Chris, the pr- princess spreadsheeter in the gay area's email, gay area. that he has this line that he has eliminated, based on the clues so far, five numbers entirely from being included in the correct answer. Now, that's because he's smart. And he's gone back and he's processed all of the various things where I've said, well, there's two in this answer, there's three in this answer, there's two in this answer. And he said, well, okay, these numbers can't be – he didn't say it here, so these numbers can't be in the final correct answer. And I, I, I have I, – let me just make sure first. Yes, I have confirmed that he's got he's, – the five numbers he says are not in the final answer are not in the final answer. Does that mean that if we get a guess with any of those five numbers, it is an invalid guess? Because Chris has done all the work. Therefore, if, if, if somebody's following along and they've done the work, they know as well the five numbers that can't be in the final answer. But, it, but it's a lot of work. But have you double-checked Chris's work and know for sure? Because if they do and it's valid and you don't give a clue, does that mess up the contest rules? Like, I, no, we... I, the, the numbers that he says are not in the final answer are not in the final answer. Well, then, yeah, it's invalid then, yeah. Brandon? Yeah, that sounds right. Really? Okay. Well, I know you're not asking me, but when you said that that's a lot of work, I'm thinking like... People that really want to, I've always thought, people that are playing this game that really want to win are doing all that work every time you give a clue. But the work the work that you would have to do without like using a computer and knowing a, a, the formula, yeah. it is a lot of, okay, he did this one. I mean, you'd have to be crossing things. And I don't even know if a lot of people is know it. Is it fair to compare them to Chris since he's the mathematician, this is what he likes to do when he has all the spreadsheety things? Well, well, well. Sheet. Yes, said he said sheet. she did. She said spreadsheety things. Sheety, yes. <laughs> that, that's like, oh, is it fair that... Um, um, that that th- uh, Aaron Judge hits the ball farther than another baseball player. Hey, I, why are you talking to me about this? I wasn't supposed to be included. <laughs> <laughs> Caller eighteen is Shannon. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Shannon. Good what's morning. your guess? Okay, I'm not. I don't do spreadsheety things either. So okay. <laughs> we're gonna go with four thirty-seven sixty-five. Four thirty-seven sixty-five. Is a legit. Oh no! Based on if you've done all the work, you've never done this before, though. It you, is. You've given these kind of clues before. It is not a legitimate answer. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, no! I tell you what. I tell you what. Dawn's right. I've never done this before, and yeah. and I'm I'm going to I'm going to withhold going down that path of of saying no clues until I hear back from Chris and if she can Michelle the pressure cooker calculator on their opinions, both the mathematicians of the show, as to whether or not it is a fair judgment to implement in the WinRomps change game to where anyone that guesses a guess that does not that, that contains any of the five numbers that have been eliminated is that legitimate or not. So you do get a clue here. Uh, $437.65 is incorrect, and your next clue is, there is I'll give you one of them, there is no zero in the correct answer. There is no zero in the correct answer, and I like that clue because if you've done all the work, that doesn't help you at all. Uh, and if you haven't done the work, it does help you, Ooh. and I will stand by and wait for a final ruling from the mathematician. So here's the thing, once you get your final ruling for them, let's say they say... Yeah, you you should you shouldn't include those people. That at least gives people notice to like now look at their sheets yes. and do all the work. Now actually do the work that you should have been doing if you actually wanted to win in any way. <laughs> we will play Win Rob's Change again at nine thirty this morning. Food news. People together, both in good times and in bad weather.
news about food. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Instead of that sound, my sound is... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm shooting you a hard no. <laughs> no on this. And I have a variety of reasons. Usually, I am at least open-minded to the idea of why uh, companies do things. Uh, we just had a, had it displayed, right? You know, Kyle is is doing the you know what's the deal with Hollywood thing? Why are they making these these stupid movies like another Wonka movie? Ugh. And and that's a legitimate opinion when you don't like something. But of course, when you ask you like a question, the answer is because they're they're trying to make money. That's why companies do it. And they go out and they do research and they try to figure out does America want another Wonka movie like yeah. a, like a prequel that kind of thing. <laughs> And and they 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 find enough people to say yes that they right. invest in it. Look, they don't always work, but that's why they they do it. There's no why to this, and it goes against something that I've had enough of. And, and I'm usually you know the, the guy on the show is like, well, come on, you know, what do we in the end? What do we care? What do we care? Right? If it doesn't hurt you, what do we care about the choices people make? But that's sometimes it's hard to, to stick to that. Like like with like with cyclists, oh, right? God, because because enough. because they. They do bother you. They get in the way. Their choices can, can many of them, I know not all of you, but many of them are so rude, dangerous. They don't yes. have rules enforced against them, things right. like that. And so that one actually does kind of affect us in our lives. Absolutely. And then, and then, okay. And then you got the next group. And then you've got why this is a no, no, we're not allowing this. Kraft macaroni and cheese. Yum. One of the cheapest. Easiest and least nutritious meals on the planet. <laughs> I don't think we were ever eating it for nutrition. <laughs> no, no, no. Is introducing <clears throat> not mac and cheese. No, no, no. It's like butter noodles. No. Vegan. Oh, uh, screw that. And God. dairy free. Oh, Got you it. know. No, ew. no, no. They have their own brands with their own garbagey, no cheese, cheesy garbage, garbage. No. 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 Gosh dang it. A year ago. Oh, infiltrating our Kraft mac and cheese. I thought the vegan movement was over. If you would shut up, I was oh, about to say. Oh, God. A year ago, I would have already tried to stop Dawn. Apparently, she's unstoppable <laughs> today. Like when I clearly interjected and wanted to make a point, didn't stop her at all. I would have said, when way back, like seven minutes ago, when she said they already have their own types of uh, of mac and cheese, I would have said, yeah, but oh, man. it's not Kraft macaroni and cheese. And if they can make it vegan and taste like Kraft, which is very unique, mm-hmm. then there's a market for that. And I would have pointed out that 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 it's just like I did what ten years ago with Burger King. They're going after a market. Okay, we have the data now. To another point that Dawn prematurely made for me. <laughs> The number of vegans and vegetarians in America is at its lowest point. Woo! Yeah, USA! And USA! USA! Burger King is, is closing. What are they up to? Like 400 franchises that they are closing because of the oh, investment they made in the, yeah. the, what is it, the Impossible Burger or yeah. what do they call it? Oh, yeah, that's the, sad. Uh, uh, which that's is awful. That's sad. That is and, awful that they're closing. No, 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 no. no oh. Well, it's sad for the employees. Yes, that's what I mean. However, however, uh, that's business. You made a stupid decision. Yeah, you did. You got way over your skis. You went against the cow. And Don't so, ever go against the cow. And so that is literally the model, uh, the motto uh. of the country of India. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the idea that Kraft is now launching a vegan alternative 
dumb. Is indefensible. Oh, they hired some vegan person that they're listening to who whined and needed a safe space and was going to quit and sue if they didn't come out with it. Okay. I mean, another way to say that is Kraft is a terribly run company, if that's how they make a decision. But uh, they they are. So for the vegan version, they are getting rid of their usual powdered cheese that comes in there. Well, that's just for the vegan version. You don't have to buy it. Yeah, settle down, Sammy. Uh. I'm just saying, why do they get something different? (laughs) Because they are different. You're right. We want them to have something different. You still get your mac and cheese. Yeah, you still get yours. Let's hear what garbage they get. By the way, you know what, Kyle? You can buy this. There's no law against Uh. it. You don't have to show ID or anything. So if you're upset that they're getting something different. Is it something better? Because that's not going to be cool because... No. We get that little baggie, and if they're going to get a cool little plastic container of cheese, like I'm, it just that, seems no, like they're getting cooler Kyle, things. Kyle, they're cooler not going to get anything cooler. It's <laughs> vegan based, so it's going to be garbage. Think about it. I don't know how they're. I don't know how they're doing this. To where it's like when we make ours, you can add butter and milk yeah, and all of that. I got that. So think about what they're going to add: vegan, disgusting butter, and probably some like coconut or almond milk garbage. I just don't want their packaging to be nicer uh, than ours. God. This is an odd flex by Kyle, don't you think, Brando? Well, I, I the, think the, that they're, the they're, packaging. The reason why they're putting in this particular packaging is probably because of the the products that it is. It can't just be put into a bag. It might have to be put oh. into a different container because of what's in it. Well, then maybe they shouldn't have any then. What like, does the container have to do with anything? Um, by the way, Brando, I think you fell into Kyle's trap there. I haven't said anything about the container. All I said was they're they're getting rid of their usual powdered cheese. That's all I said. Okay. Okay, so, so yeah. I didn't say they're getting rid of a pouch. For okay. the vegan version, everyone. We yes. still have our craft mac and cheese. And when you go to the woo, store, woo. our mac and cheese, quote, quote, will be eight of the nine boxes displayed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the powdered cheese that we get is actually, it has dairy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because dairy's king. And 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 in my understanding is the same type of pouch, since that is quite important, will be the vegan. <laughs> I thought dairy was queen. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. That's oh, sorry. That's uh, it'll be showing up at grocery stores oh, soon. Comes in two varieties, original and white cheddar with shells. First time Kraft has ever offered a vegan plant-based option. The vegan cheese uh, sauce bleh. is made with... Fava bean protein. Ew, <laughs> disgusting. And coconut oil powder. Oh, mm. Gross. Uh, a craft describes Jeez. it as mouth-watering. Oh, no, no, it isn't. Mm-mm. Not for well, your they, dog. They have to say right. that. Right. Come on. That's you why. No. That's why. That's I, I always use that. It, why does Netflix make every movie sound like it's so great in their description? That's their job. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm sorry to all dogs out there. I know you would also refuse this. Mm. God, your but, dog will run away from home. By the way, one 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 kudo <laughs> one kudo to Kraft because we've talked about this before. Uh, what did you get suckered into, Don? Where it oh, looked like it was. Bits. Oh, sorry. <laughs> The question was going to be, what did you get suckered into, Dawn, where it looked like it was a meat product, but it turned out to be vegan? I knew where you were going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, sadly, sadly, many of our hundreds of thousands of listeners might not have remembered no. or even heard that. So yeah. it was kind of a setup thing. No, it was perfect. You were doing your job. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I was not. Mm. God, and I don't even get to say thank God it's Friday because we're doing a Saturday show tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Only on Rad TV, by the way. It's called Radderday at uh, members.radradio.com. So the, the bacon bits, they looked like bacon, oh, or the packaging. A, they were, it was the cutest packaging. So they sucker you there, especially if you're a female, because packaging is everything. And it was the cutest packaging with this pig, and it was like smoky bacon, but I didn't read the part where it said 
uh, f- fake or whatever the hell it said, soy based or I think it said vegan in your whatever. first story, yeah. but a very I small. Could, I couldn't right? remember. Yeah. Yes, okay. but it, and it, oh my gosh, and it was like this black packaging with this cute pig, and I'm like, yes, grab it. What is this? Oh my god, it was awful. And listen, it's not because of my hatred for the vegan movement. I have said I love vegan desserts. They are good. Y'all have done a great job with those. And I've had these, like, cashew cheese nachos at this one restaurant that are amazing. So I do have the ability to step back of my hatred for all y'all that want to get rid of cows. And, oh, I, awful. Yeah, I, I don't. I couldn't I, I, even. I, yeah. I no. I don't have the ability uh. to step away. I've never had anything good vegan. Even the things that people <laughs> tell me is good. So the only thing uh, that is that you give credit to a craft for to try to avoid that is uh, like a third of the box. It's the, t- the typical blue box. It says, you know, mac and cheese. And a third of it is, is in white. It's in white. And it says not cheese. Okay, and, and above on the top, on the top left, it says plant-based. So they make it clear there's Good. no way you can accidentally get this. Could, could you imagine? Because especially if you're like on this, which m- the majority of people are, a budget with your grocery shopping, and now you got to go back to the grocery store to return it, that'd be crap. Ugh, so are they saying it's mouth-watering because when your Here mouth starts to water, you're going to throw up a little bit? <laughs> yeah, that's why. I thought so. Uh, on that note, Aaron wrote in and said, Kyle is such a child. Yes, thank you. Uh, Bradley says, my son has a condition in his throat that causes it to swell when he has dairy. Aww. When we shop for him, we have to go to stores that sell vegan items. I don't go with my wife because I don't want people thinking I'm a vegan. Oh, but see, your son, your poor thing, man. Poor kiddo. He gets an out. It's not his fault. Oh, he's fine, and that, yeah. guy, that dad's doing the right thing. I don't even know why the wife's going. Can't you Instacart that crap? God, you don't want to be seen. That's terrible. We're going to play uh, Treble Trouble right now. we got a $100 Visa gift card. Uh, we're going to give you a, a, a little uh, clip of a, of a song, and uh, you have to give us the title of the song. We don't care about the artist. Uh, Caller 18 guesses first, then 19, then 20. Uh, and if nobody knows the song title, <laughs> drop what's everywhere, and no winner. We need a winner. 888-989-9811 for Treble Trouble. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. Why not spend your Christmas vacation and hours getting caught up on everything you've missed on Rad TV? Get access now at members.radradio.com. All right, we got a few emails about uh, the WinRob's change guesses. Uh, Chris, the princess spreadsheeter in the gay area, has eliminated uh, five numbers. There's no way these five numbers are in the final correct answer. So I posited, well, does that mean, since he's done all the work, that if anybody makes a guess that has one of those numbers, it's an invalid guess and you get no clue. And and I, I decided to wait to hear back. Uh, from uh, various people involved. And we got an email from Christine the Pest, who's not a mathematician, but she plays along all the time. She says, I try to find answers after every clue, but I can only find it having four different numbers. So for all I know, I'm on the wrong page. Since Chris says five numbers were eliminated... And I might not, and it might not be the numbers that I eliminated. Okay, so they, they, why would why would there be a discrepancy? Um, Chris wrote back in. He said the reason why those numbers are eliminated is my interpretation that the clues that you have been given, there are this many numbers in that guess that are in the correct answer, that it implies you're saying only. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. Shannon's okay. guess was not in my spreadsheet, but was valid. 
if you imply the phrase at least in the clues you've given so far, great, good. I'm glad I gave a clue because that is an interpretation. When I say there it are is. two numbers, that's that's that I don't. I'm not saying only. Exactly. And I'm not saying at least. So who knows? Uh, so I like Justin's uh, idea. He says, how about you do it in the reverse way that you've been doing it? So we've been doing, okay, if in that guess there's this many of those numbers in the correct answer. He says, why not go with however many of those digits is not in the final answer? Oh, so I'm not giving you the number. That's fun. That's that's better, Justin. Yeah. You're you're the winner of the day. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, you don't get anything. You don't get uh, the win rubs change. I'm just going to say you're the winner of the yeah. day. Uh, but uh, he says that way it's vague but still a clue. Uh, technically, so if I let me see for uh, uh, Kyle, Kyle, do you do you have you ever heard of Sandra Day O'Connor? Well, it sounds familiar, but I couldn't put a face to it. Brandon, mm, nope. Dawn, not fair. I just saw the news. Okay, okay, okay. Damn it, because I wanted to ask you I the other one. It Damn a, it, I would have thought it was a singer. So because here, so Sandra Day O'Connor <laughs> or an actress <laughs> was the very first female on the Supreme Court. Oh, which I know is a female. Oh, I should uh, know that and have it memorized. Sorry, girls. Put that uh, uh, put there by uh, President Ronald Reagan, and she has just passed away. And mm -hmm. honest to God, I, I I looked and I said I didn't know she was still alive. I, I she stayed so out of the public eye yeah. since she retired from the court. But Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman ever put on the Supreme Court, wow. uh, has passed away. We will now get to treble, trouble. Treble, trouble, 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 we got a $100 Visa gift card. Caller 18 will guess first. That's Kevin. Good morning. Good morning, anybody. Good morning. Uh, if you don't know the song, we'll go to Heath. What's up? What's up? And Andrew, your caller 20. Good morning. Good morning. We are looking for, oh, it's an old classic. Don't remember this from her childhood. Holiday song from 1958. I was born in 1970. What is the title of that 1958 release Christmas song? While you're standing beneath the mistletoe. Kevin, do you know it? Standing beneath the mistletoe. All right. When in doubt, repeat what you heard. Uh, what about you, Heath? How about I'm standing under, under the mistletoe? Very good. Okay. <laughs> that leaves it up to you, Andrew. Uh, Jingle Bells. Okay. <laughs> Set a Christmas song, not really a... Like if we were doing Winter Rob's Change, I'm not sure that was a legitimate guess, but... Uh, by the late, great Chuck Berry, this song is called Merry Christmas, Baby. Yes, I want to hug and kiss you, baby. While you're standing beneath the mistletoe. I was a talented penist. We have uh, two more chances for you to win at uh, 8 and 9 a.m. All right, got to do some uh, updates, uh, starting with this one from yesterday. Uh, remember, we had a birthday wish from uh, Johnny in Tasmania. He's there as a beekeeper, uh, and so he's away from his family, uh, but he's still listening to the show. And uh, he wrote in, and he, he said, uh, there better be an email from my burly husband. Uh, he's, uh, he's 30 years older than me, so he probably forgot, uh, <laughs> even though I told him. And sure enough, he, he forgot. Oh. Philip has written in. He says, with the deepest shame and humblest contrition, I apologize to my sweet and loving man 
for the heartless and unforgivable neglect. If I were a better man, I would have emailed you to wish him the best and happiest of birthdays on Rad Radio. Aww. So this is my belated happy birthday wish to my great love. <laughs> May he forgive my dereliction. Aww. By the way, he is absolutely obsessed with your show. And you all have inspired and informed Johnny and many other folks. I actually taught high school, and many of my students were devoted listeners. Keep Whoa. up the good work. <laughs> happy, happy birthday. Now eat your f***ing cake. Happy, happy birthday or we'll punch you in the face. Now, uh, also yesterday, uh, we got on the subject, I think it was because of uh, Chris, the uh, princess spreadsheeter in the gay area, area. comparative statistic of uh, women uh, who, uh, between the age of 40 and 44, he gave us the percentage of them that were intentionally not using contraception because they wanted to have a baby. baby. To which, of course, on brand, Kyle right away went to those (laughs) who were doing so to trap a man. Well, yeah. Uh, not, you let not, them know. Not doing so in conjunction or in concert, which that was not right. part of the statistic, right? So, <laughs> and trapping. that led to a, a few different stories of of, uh, of people who, you know, I mean, it does happen, right? Of so, course, yes. So a name-withheld woman hey, girl. wrote in and said, Speaking of entrapments, my little brother, more of the irresponsible type, cares more about image. He married his girlfriend. She was going to college. She graduated. And he wanted her to have kids instead of practicing her degree in the career that she wanted. And it actually caused a bunch of fights between them for a few months. Seems like something should have been discussed before. Anyways, um, she worked hard going to college, getting perfect grades and graduating. And on one drunken night, he came over and told my husband and I that she's pregnant. And my jaw dropped because I knew that she did not want to get pregnant. I asked how that happened. And he looked at me, remember he's drunk, Mm -hmm. and told me, that he tweaked with the condoms and her birth control. Oh, oh that's dirty. Reverse wow. entrapment. Wow. The dude's doing it. I laughed, thinking he was joking. But the seriousness on his face told me he was, in fact, most serious. Oh, my God. Needless to say, they were married for a year, now divorced, and he's living with my stepdad and mom. And where's the kid? No mention of the kid. I don't know if the kid made it out. Or that where it is. is so, Fire department. So gross, though. Like, on so many <laughs> levels for her. And then th- this... He doesn't even... He's not even thinking of the child, either. He's more thinking about himself. Neither... God. Neither oh. gender in these scenarios is ever thinking about the kid. Right? Ever. God. Um, yesterday, uh, we were... Uh, we told. Oh, it's during the jokes from the maggots. Uh, remember, it was something like... My girlfriend uh, says that I, I treat her like a dog or talk to her like a dog. And the punchline was, that's a big stretch. And then Brandon, because uh, we we're talking about Brandon's hound, you started talking about how you have to praise Walter oh, while he's doing Walter, it. Walter, that's oh, a yeah. big stretch. Because if you don't say it's a big stretch, it's not really a big stretch. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. It's so true. And it made me it made me remember, oh, I have this, this story that I, I've had all week. Uh, a new study found that we are now. In America, more likely to use baby talk with our pets than with actual babies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. Oh, oh, yes, yes, we are. Oh, I oh. always say to Hank, oh, Mar Hank, our lap. Oh, the little baby. Oh, oh the little baby as I rub his belly. Ooh, want some kisses? Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, so true. God. God. <laughs> the most, it's the most positively uh, emasculating thing that a man does. Don't care. No, exactly. That's why it's positive. It's the most positive emasculating <laughs> thing a man does is he turns into such 
a, a, a goo goo talker. Yeah, I love if it. If he's doing it right. with yes. do- Because it is actually very good for the dogs because the dogs respond to the tone of your voice and, and your facial expressions, and they do love the cadence wow. of, of being able to do that. 47% of Americans admit to using baby talk on pets, and only 44% use it on kids, whether theirs or other kids. I don't talk to kid babies with baby talk. Oh. I would never do that. I try to, I try to not be around babies. <laughs> but, like, when, when you... When you interlopers show up at our live events with a baby. Oh, I don't, the babies are so cute. I don't do any talking. If I do anything, I go, hey, what's up? Like you're holding it. Good right? afternoon, child. There was one at Brian Palooza the, the, the Saturday before Thanksgiving, and I like, put out my index finger so I could shake my finger. I said, hey, how you doing? Good to meet you. How about them yanks? Oh, my gosh. They're so cute. I just want to pinch all their cheeks, but they're babies, and they're prone to getting sick, so I try to keep hands off. I have no desire to touch any baby ever. <laughs> Uh, in a weird twist that makes this go down a road that I really do not like. So it's 47% of Americans admit to using baby talk on pets. 44% use it on kids. If my wife, Christine, is listening, prepare to be violently ill. 20%, one out of five Americans, use it while talking to their romantic partners. Uh, no. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. God, no. It's so condescending. It is. Oh, it, oh I hate that. Yeah. It's just, my, my nickname for my husband is Boo Boo, but I don't go, oh, Boo Boo. Yeah, no. That's no, dog it, talk. It, no, that's good. That's dog talk. I go... Oh, my boo-boo. You know, like that's yeah, normal that, talk. Mm-mm. Love that you, is, boo-boo. That is so creepy. <laughs> yes. I don't I want mean, to do baby talk to my husband. The only time it even happens at Williams Manor is when one of us is mocking the other. Yes. It's like, oh, oh, did, did you hit your little head? Oh, okay, man up. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, the poll looked at the most common words that we use with pets. The number one word is whittle. Like, Oh, you're so whittle and cute. Yeah. Oh, he's a little puppy. You'll always be my little puppy, Hank. But you're saying little, aren't you? Yeah, um, I Sometimes I say little. Okay, because yeah. this is whittle. You know, whittle. Oh, no, no, it's no. I say dog. little. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't you're, catch that. You're a whittle. That's the number one in a baby word. You're uh, so whittle. No. Hmm. Uh, the rest of the top five. Oh, we use this all the time. Uh, potty. Want to go potty? Oh, oh yeah. Go potty. <laughs> it's, just, it's just less crass than you want to go poop or exactly. more, more crass, oh. you know. Even more cursy. And, and at night, because he always does a really big one at night, you know, the number one, before he goes to bed, I always say, oh, it's time for night-night potty. It's night-night potty. And he goes running and goes out there. And, yeah. yep. I mean, that, that, our word is just, <laughs> let's go potty, and they know. They run to the area. Um, third on the uh, list of baby words we use with our uh, our pets is boo-boo. Yeah, I got boo-boo. Oh, I got boo-boo. I mean, I don't, I don't use that one. Ours is bubby. <laughs> Our little bubby. Uh, the the night night. Want to go night night? Want to go night night? No. No, you don't use that one. No. Yeah, we use that one. Yeah. They don't know what it means. They don't run to the bedroom. I think but we, we use just it. say it's time for bed. Yeah, go lay down. <laughs> I don't think I do any of. No. Yeah. Yeah. If we're giving it a command, it's you know lay down, go to bed, get in your kennel, that kind of thing. But it could be uh you know. Yeah, you go quick. Hey, star. You want to go night night? Want to go night night? And uh, the last one. Now we use this word, but uh, at the house, but we use it for an entirely different reason. The fifth baby word. Uh, that we use for dogs is oopsie, Oop, oopsie, oh, oh, yeah, oopsie. You know, like uh, oh, like oopsie. Okay. You you made a little potty mistake. You know. That. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For us, it's uh, do you want it in the oopsie spot? <laughs> oh. Um. The most annoying. Oh. Not for the. Animal. Yeah, not for the dog, oh, right? The dog. <laughs> I already made that clear. I said we use this at the manor, but not for the dogs. Okay. Stay with me. We're trying. Listen, uh, retain. You know. Uh, I did hear you say that, but I felt the need to repeat it for no, anyone it was, else listening. It was, a, <laughs> it was a warranted clarification. I think any spot for a dog oh, is an oopsie man. spot. Mm, yeah, good point. Uh, most annoying baby talk words uh, were voted as poo-poo. Oh, little poo-poo. Uh, whittle, the most used one. I, 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 I'm not offended by it. 
I just I've never even thought of saying whittle. No, um, no. I mean, plus whittle is some, is a verb. It's a word. It has its own meaning. Yeah. And the, I, the guys, you know, shaving down a, a stick. Wood. Yeah. Num yeah. <laughs> uh, num was the uh, third most annoying oh, baby talk word. Oh. Num num num. I do that in text. It's dinner time. I do nom nom though. It's not nom. Yeah, because nom, nom, nom is different. Nom, nom, yeah. like, nom, nom, nom. Right, the Pac-Man thing. That's acceptable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, bum bum. Oh God. Yeah. yeah you're referring to the butt. You know. No, yeah. No. Your little bum bum. No. That's no, stupid. I don't do that. Uh, and the and one of the most used words again. Uh, uh, voted most annoying. Boo boo. For uh, baby hmm. words. Worst most annoying baby words. I like boo boo, but I don't use it on the dog. It is on my husband, but not in baby talk. So I don't think it counts. Hank is bubby. I don't know why, but he's bubby. <laughs> He's a million names. We don't we give them a million names. Yeah, like uh, craphead, uh, douche, dingleberry, nice. dumbass. That's what. That's a good one. No. I, I make songs for my animals. Oh my really? Yeah. Do you have one off the cuff? Walter Woo smells like poo. Walter Woo, he smells like a big old poo. Do you sing these to him, or you just make them up as you go around? Oh, yeah, I sing it to him. Oh, okay. I make them up as I go. Uh, next update, we uh, told you yesterday uh, that the, uh, the the debate between the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, and uh, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, was going to take place. And it did last night on uh, Fox News uh, as, as moderated by uh, Sean Hannity. Caught a little bit of it. Uh, a, a few of you caught it as well because you emailed in, and I can't tell if you uh, if you watched all of it. My wife and I got through, I think, half an hour of it, and I was like, okay, I got, I get the idea. Uh, anybody watch it all? I, no. Honestly, no. I, I tried for, you know, I, I just can't do politics. I just, I, I hate politics. I, I just, I don't want to use the word hate with politicians, but I dislike them. I just feel it's all a lie, a facade. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it, it, it's, they're not real. They're not being real. They're not being who they are. So it is very difficult. I think I made it five minutes. I, I don't even know if it was that long. I said, you know what? I'm out. You're, I, I, no, you're just both playing your parts. That's it. That's all you're doing. I'm out. I think that's a that's an accurate representation of of the the night. Uh, also, um, the the talking over each other. That and I can't stand that anywhere, anytime. And it it got really bad really quickly. Uh, and my wife and I both. Can't, it's like we can't hear you. What? Why am I? Why are we watching this? We literally can't hear the lies you're telling. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Sean Hannity, he tried. I mean, he really did try the whole night. I, I will give oh, him good. credit objectively, but he he failed. So you know, I don't know how how you deal with that. It's like, well, you try, but you fail because he kept he kept saying, "You don't don't make me the hall monitor." Later in the night, when they were just totally talking over each other, the the, the camera went over to him and he just looked at the camera and he said, "I'm not a potted plant, I swear." And and they just wouldn't pick up the cues. Yeah, honestly, because I, I've I mean I've watched politics here and there throughout my life, but not like uh, I'm not like this person that's in it. Is this new these last several years, or have they literally always done this? They've never done it. It's a meaningless thing. It, 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 it was. It was. It, no, like, no, I'm sorry. I'm... Like, like everything else. Oh, I, th- let me finish this thought, and yeah. then you can clarify the question, yeah. which I'm, I'm guessing it was a whole other thing now. Yeah. Um, this whole governor on governor thing. This is all a, a show for 2028, maybe. Or Ron DeSantis was running, or is running for the Republican nomination. He ain't gonna get it, which Newsom pointed out last night. That was the best line of the night. And then the other, the other uh, Newsom, uh, we know is positioning himself to run in 2028, and there's this. Rumor out there that he's the guy they're going to shove in if Biden doesn't go for a second term. But as he wrapped up the first segment, Governor Newsom said, one thing he, Ron and I do have in common is that neither one of us will be the candidates for our, our parties. Oh, and I'm like, oh, very good. Whoever wrote that line yeah. for you because it was clearly scripted. I did hear that one. But I was ta- um, uh, the interrupting. Yeah, it's like, gotten worse. Like, it's, it's, it's much worse now. It really picked up 
turn of the century-ish, and it's just gotten, like everything else, ex- the worst century ever. It's just gotten exponentially worse. I, I, I listened up to this part, so I don't know actually how long it was, and, and then it annoyed me. And, and again, I just feel like a disclaimer. I don't pick sides. I have very conservative views. I have very liberal views. There you go. You can't figure me out. So uh, this isn't because I'm like all Republican and getting on Gavin, but he did something that I, it just annoyed me. He started listing all these accomplishments that California currently has, which is great. It's wonderful. The things he was listing, right? Uh, the inventions and this or that, whatever, bop, bop, bop. And he never once mentioned once how his state feeds not only the country, but the world. He just left ag. And, and I mean, we have a very rich, my God. We are so blessed, this state, with our agriculture. It's insane what we provide for not only, like I said, this country, but the world. He didn't even mention the wine country. Like, he didn't even, he did. He just literally, now I tuned out. I don't know if he mentioned them later, but I'm like, okay, so you're anti-farmer, bye. No, no, terrible, terrible interpretation. <sighs> this, is like, this is like having to talk to Kyle about Hollywood. <laughs> well, it sucks. <laughs> he, he didn't mention it because no one cares. He's trying to be popular. He's trying to get votes. He's trying to get popularity. You are mad at people, just like Kyle is mad at yeah, people I mean, for paying for these I, crappy I, Hollywood movies. I, I, listen, fine, fine. He's not anti-ag because I, of it. I will say my one last thing. I, 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 I literally don't even know what to do with that every time you say that, is that people don't care. Because the one thing everyone needs, whether you're a Republican, a Democrat, an Independent, or whatever the hell you call yourself, is food. How do you not care about food? We all kind of need it to live. That I just, I never understand that. It's ridiculous. Um, you asked, what do you do with it? Uh, you accept it as reality and move on. Yeah, but yes. Stop well, letting it bother which you. Which I do until this. Clearly. Uh, um, well, you got to have your moments to let it out. Alec wrote in and said, they each said the other state did something bad. And then the other says, no, I didn't. That's false. You actually did that. Oh, I wonder where they get their facts. It's almost as if the facts uh, that only matter are on their side. That was exactly the whole night. The whole night was, that's not true. Nuh-uh. That's not true. That's a lie. Anytime one of them would say something, the other one would say it's not true because you can manipulate things. And also because a lot of times you don't need things to be manipulated. You just need to have someone of prominence say that's not true. And people go, oh, good. It's not true because he said it's not true because I want to like that guy or I don't want to believe it. This uh-huh. takes us back like four or five years ago. One of the best episodes ever of The Blacklist. A 27-second clip of James Spader's character uh, making a speech to a judge. And he is talking about, again, like around 2019, 2020 time, the state of our country, society, and politics. And it is still more true than ever. The sad fact is the facts have never mattered less than they do today. We're living in a time when... Truth has been so diminished in value that even those at the top of government are quite comfortable with truth being whatever they can convince people to believe. That is what I find wildly unacceptable. And completely accurate. Yes. This is my favorite email. Uh, Eric wrote in and said, I can't believe that debate. Newsom just lied the whole time, and so did DeSantis. By the way, I didn't actually watch the debate, but I'm confident in that statement. 100% correct. And the least surprising part of all of this is who won. Fascinating results of who won based entirely on what your predisposed political position is. Who does Fox News say won? Liz Peek. 
conservative woman, wrote, Against all expectations, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis absolutely destroyed California's Gavin Newsom in Thursday night's red state, blue state debate moderated by Sean Hannity. Clay Travis, he, uh, he took over along with uh, Buck Sexton, the Rush Limbaugh show. They've destroyed that legacy entirely. Uh, so he is a right winger. And he said uh, yesterday, he uh, X'd out, tweeted out, I was 100% wrong on this debate. I thought Gavin Newsom would be likable and intelligent. I was incorrect. This is a massacre. Complete and total win for DeSantis from open to close. So there you got two Republicans and two conservative outlets. Oh, my God. All right. Liberal Washington Post. It was a dumpster fire as DeSantis struggled the entire night. <laughs> These are two different already. <laughs> the Politico, Politico.com, a left-leaning uh, uh, outlet in Washington, D.C. Uh, Ron DeSantis stumbled with no explanations. And if voters didn't like DeSantis before the made-for-TV clash with Newsom, it's hard to see how he changed any minds Thursday night. Newsom was far more emotive than DeSantis and put DeSantis on the spot over a number of things. And then you have The Hill, who wrote, Throughout the debate, Newsom, was confident and good-humored, rarely seeming phased when being attacked by DeSantis or pressed by Hannity. His debate performance will bolster his image as an extremely polished, media-savvy politician who knows how to throw a punch when necessary. Wow. By the way, the, the last one, the last one as a guy who's, who has no horse in the race, that is correct. They got that one right. No surprise. The Hill is about the most moderate, most down-the-middle uh, you're going to get. Uh, when it comes to politics uh, in, in this country, in terms of political reporting, uh, Axios would be up there as well. And I didn't see what they had to say. But but for what was trying to be accomplished, Newsom did great. And there were a few times where, as I was watching for 30 minutes, he he, he pointed out he, he had a comeback. And I said, yep, he, he's got him there. I mean, he was telling the truth. He was defending the state. And DeSantis only had one of those moments uh, that I that I vividly remember. And, and the moment where, where Newsom just crushed him, was on was on taxes where he pointed out and he is he's right on this i've documented it that when all things are equal because for some reason desantis kept bringing up texas like try to say yeah if you do things the way we do in our red states and and newsom was armed and ready and 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 he kept saying when all things are equal go to kiplinger's we all pay the same we there you don't escape the tax the tax monster in california uh, in texas or in florida and he's completely accurate, and he did do it with a big smile, and he didn't look phased at all. So, I mean, in my opinion, Newsom did absolutely win, which is not surprising. DeSantis has no personality, no charisma, um, and, and, and it, it, he might have results that Republicans like on his side, but you got to be able to present them and, and sell them. Why do you think it is when you hear from people that have moved to Florida or Texas and say they're better off than when they were in California. They're not paying attention to one to, to a few things. One, uh, first of all, the cost of living is still wildly different. California is second behind Hawaii, and it's not even close in Texas and Florida. So you're immediately better off because you're living somewhere where it's not as uh, wildly uh, desired, and the, the housing is just not as – I mean, Sacramento. Average house, $550,000 yeah. for this pit. Right, or the gas or food, right? I mean, because gas and food is yeah. definitely much lower. Right, and 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 but they get you in Texas and in Florida. I mean, my wife, every time they brought up Texas, because she's from there, she's like, oh, my God, the taxes that you get on the toll road and the property taxes. Yes, that's Property what, taxes and, are terrible there and, in Texas for sure. And how do you pay property taxes? Most of us pay us through our mortgage. Yes, And they yes. don't pay attention. To, to why their their mortgage is so big. And yeah, we've like had that. friends, their their payments will go up $500. And and that's a lot of money. A lot of people also, <laughs> especially people who move to states for financial reasons, 
They will say that because they have to. Because if they admit to you that if they sat down and actually went line by line, it's the same, then they made the wrong decision. I, you know, and what I would like to, and what I would hope is actually happening is they just found the place that speaks to their soul. Right. And when you find something, a place that speaks to your soul, you kind of can just deal with everything else. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Ah, well, we know, we know David's political persuasion because he wrote in. Okay. He says, I know football was on last night, but man, that debate was horrible on Newsom's part. The man couldn't even answer the questions asked. Well, we have a radical right-wing Republican named David Listy. Thank you. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. What's in Santa's sack? Hopefully something from the stupid store. Buy all your rad swag at radradio.com. Oh, we got this email, rad at radradio.com. It's a follow-up from Penny. Hi, Penny. About an hour ago when we did Win Rob's Change, I read her email that started uh, out with, uh, uh, you probably already have other emails saying the same, but that last guest at 930 yesterday was invalid. No, not one person <laughs> other than you uh, wrote in, uh, Penny. So she, she wrote back. And she said, after being shamed on the radio, oh, I went back and I checked my notes and yesterday's guesses to see how I got things wrong. And I still don't see where I screwed up. And then she explains her, her, her reasoning and she is doing the exact thing that Chris, the princess spreadsheeter, is presuming. But Chris at least realizes it's not literal. When I say there are two numbers mm-hmm. in the final answer of that guess, that doesn't mean there aren't more. There are two. Maybe there's four, but I'm telling you that two of them, if I would say there are only two, yep. then there are only two. So that is where that, and I, 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 I read, she did say, she did say, and I appreciate it with the, the tone I'm getting today. Um, <laughs> she said, I'm so lost. I'm really not trying to be a jerk, et cetera. Oh, um, yeah, and, 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 and cause there, there's, there's this, um, there's a sensitivity uh, in the air. We did, we did the debate coverage from DeSantis and, and uh, nuisance uh, last night. And I read how if, if, if it was a conservative news outlet, oh, clearly Ron DeSantis, the Republican, won. I mean, it wasn't even close. If it's a liberal news outlet, oh, my God, Newsom's amazing. Why don't we put him as the president now? And so I read— So predictable. And, and, and I did say, I did say, <laughs> I, I, from a political observation, knowing what these guys were trying to accomplish, Newsom did win, but I'm clearly no left-wing loony bin. So we read David's email because David wrote in, oh, my God, it was a disaster for Newsom. I called him a right-wing wacko, and yeah. off, to the, off to the commercial we go. He wrote back and said, no, just stating the obvious. Oh. Everybody, see, everybody's like, oh. my word, okay. Oh. I thought you'd get the joke. My bad. Let's do some entertainment news. Overture, <laughs> curtain and lights. It's time for entertainment news. We will start with a few emails here. Uh, first one's from Melinda. Hi, Melinda. We went down the uh, Christmas movie rat- rabbit hole again yesterday. We've, we've talked, I think, every day this week now about the best Christmas ever. God, on, which uh, it should not be getting this much advertising. On, on Netflix. <laughs> and the only reason we did talk about it is because it was already getting a whole bunch of viral attention from people who were just destroying it, saying it is the worst Christmas ever. You should poke your eyes out. And as I'm doing that news story, Dawn is huffing and puffing, and I can tell, oh, Dawn's seen it and didn't like it, uh, although she made it, like, almost to the end. Um, and um, and so people, after we talked about it, started watching it. A lot of you maggots have written in. And now, the first day of the review, one guy wrote in after hearing Dawn just destroy this movie. It's Heather Graham and Jason Biggs and others. 
Um, and and uh, he, he said, uh, the, see, Don doesn't have a sense of humor. I thought the movie was hilarious. Everyone else, and we're now into the dozens, has said, I, I could only make it 10 minutes. I could only make it 30 minutes. Dude, a dude that loves Hallmark movies. It was like, oh, my God, I had to go over to the Hallmark channel just to <laughs> cleanse my palate. So, you know when you're watching something that's so terrible, you might feel like so much time has passed by because it's been so awful? I thought, okay, you know what? I'm doing some stuff in the kitchen. Let's see what this last 10 minutes of the movie's about that people okay. talked about. Now, here's how this came up. Um, because I, 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 as the week was going on, I was like, I've got to watch this thing. And, and I was hoping that I would be able to watch it under the guise of it's so terrible, I would enjoy it. Yeah. And But it kept being like, no, it's really – like, Dawn's doing the whole you'll never get that time back. But Kyle, oh. Kyle was also thinking, you know yeah. – uh, yeah, but a lot of movies were told are terrible, and then uh, you know the small group of people turn out to like them. Yeah, no, True. that's not going to happen with this one. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll yesterday see. we started be, be being told you. that specifically <laughs> the last ten minutes, which is what Dawn hasn't seen, is the absolute worst part of the whole movie. So that's how we got back to the kitchen experiment. W yes, and and when I turned it on, I went, oh. Okay, I didn't get as far as I thought. Oh. But I thought I did, right? Because it was so terrible. Oh, I God. Like I, there was still 29 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried for about two minutes, and I'm like, I'm going to have to do this two minutes every day to finally get I'm mean, honestly. Oh, no, come on. No, I can't. It is it's... not that bad. You are you are exaggerating for effect. It, no. Come no, on. No, no. I, I promise you, Rob and Kyle, you – there's – the only thing you're gonna like is how terrible it is. Okay. That's it. All right. Hey, that and I can do that. I can enjoy it for that. I do have my limits, so we'll see. So what is it exactly? Is it the script that's written like improperly and not not put together well? Is it yes. is it the acting back yes. and forth? Like yes, it's both those. The, it's both. the script is terrible. Correct me and the if I'm wrong. Acting is the awful. The people that have seen it, and I think one person actually said that there there is no redeeming quality to the movie other than its terribleness, its level of terribleness. Oh. Let me think. Um, the house that they go to stay in is beautiful. Okay, that, so the set decorator did a good job. Okay, for sure. The little town that they drive through. Oh my god, mm. I want to go there. It's so little town okay. Christmassy. Okay, so it, that might be a set, or it might be a, a, an actual town. Right. And so the the person that found. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, Melinda says after hearing you talk about best Christmas ever for the last four days, I found tonight. This was last night. I found it tonight to find out just how bad it is. Now, not being a fan of Hallmark like Christmas movies. Heather Graham or Jason Biggs. <laughs> Plus, hearing Dawn's terrible reviews, I kept asking myself, why am I doing this? <laughs> I have decided the answer to that is I am a masochist because I somehow managed to sit through 10 minutes of that effing uh. awful thing. That is 10 minutes of my life I will never get back. Exactly. Rob and Kyle, listen to Dawn. <laughs> Be smart like Brandon. Stay away yeah, from this... best Christmas ever. But we won't know no. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got to do, do it. We got to do it. But here's what I recommend for you both. Because as we have stated a million times this week, the one, the most important commodity we have here on earth is time. Mm -hmm. So what I would really recommend for you both to do, it's either because you're already tired and want to relax. It's all You have already set aside relaxing time. Okay, so you were going to do that anyway. You were going to lounge on the couch anyway, and that's what was your main, you know, focus. And or be doing something while it's on. And that you're able to watch, right? Like yep. you're in the kitchen cutting stuff, you know, yep, veggies yep, yep. or whatever. Can't do that so one. So you're not wasting the nope. time. Can't do that one. Um, it, because when I'm, <sighs> it, it, I, I view this mission for me, and Kyle, you, you watch however it works for you. 
Okay. Uh, the the mission for me is to be able to intelligently defend my position of whatever <laughs> I, I I'm going to say on Monday, and so I need to pay attention. Okay, so it's work related. It's the first one. No, it's the first. Okay. Eh, it's the it's the first one, be- even though it is work related, because it, this, the, the way I'm envisioning this is sometimes this weekend, my wife and I we always do couch time, and it's like, okay, babe, we gotta give this a try. And I'm, sh- I'm sure she's heard us talk about it. it; just hasn't come up at home. And it'll just be under the guise of how bad is it if we think it's bad, and then how long do we can we stomach it, and then okay, let's watch something we really like. No, okay, you know what? You said something in there I like that you both can do. Yes. So then it's super duper not wasted time. You're at least getting time in with your significant other. Right? Like that that, that was time spent yeah, together. Exactly. So it's not like super duper wasted yeah. on a terrible show. Kyle have our and I will have our reports on Monday. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's not as bad as Hocus Pocus 2. Which I loved, fine. right? My yeah, wife see? and I my, Pocus two? my wife and I loved Hocus Pocus 2. See, God, now I'm concerned it. for Kyle. Brandon, didn't you think Two was better than the original? No. Oh, you didn't? No, okay. I like oh. the. I'm a purist. I like the original. Yeah. No, oh, okay. I agree with. I agree right. with Brandon. I prefer the original 100. percent But the second one was also good. So now I'm worried about Ugh. Kyle. Remember, I didn't he, see the original, and I yeah. thought it was stupid. So, so, but I really enjoyed the Ky- second one. Kyle so, might be yeah. the person, along with that one emailer, to oh, actually like this. Who, who wrote in? Okay. Uh, it says. Uh, <laughs> uh, Eric says it's that one guy that loved that Christmas movie. Uh, best Christmas ever. I watched it again last night, and I liked it even more. Oh, watching it twice, and I did. Then I did the first time. I don't get what Dawn is saying. How horrible it is! It was very entertaining, and I highly recommend it. So, so um, just a, as a reminder, real quick to Eric, because I'm a little protective. It's not just Dawn, though. I mean, we're at dozens of people, Eric, and so you don't have to get it. You and you and Kyle might be like, yeah, on Monday, you know, maybe best Christmas ever, brothers. Listen, I respect the hell out of you because. This is this is what I like with people. You do not care that myself and everyone else is hating it. And, Bingo. and you're still like it. That love it. You're a real person. You're not just gonna go with the crowd because you don't want to feel left out or feel stupid or whatever. I I don't know what you're seeing in this movie, but I'm glad. I'm glad you're finding enjoyment in it. At least someone is. Uh, so Melinda ended her email about best Christmas ever by saying, thank God I have Fat Man and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation <laughs> to cleanse my palate oh, yeah. before going to bed. And, and both of those movies came up yesterday as well. Uh, uh, Tommy uh, the Dullard wrote in about <laughs> Fat Man, the 2020 Mel Gibson movie where he plays the real-life Santa Claus. So good. Uh, it's everything from a little bit of comedy, uh, a little bit of violence, and a lot of psychological warfare and thriller stuff and a bunch of hidden messages. And he was, oh, I even paid to see Fat Man. I was there with Harbor Murray. And when I first presented it to the audience, I did say, if you watch it and you don't get it, you you're you just aren't intelligent. And it's just that's not a put down. We need stupid people. You just don't have an, an understanding of the psychology of the human oh. mind, the reality of things, things I, like that. I, I think I get a little more defensive about Fat Man because it runs so parallel to the Rad Show. It's like mm. Rob is the fat man, not literally fat, but he's Santa Claus. No fat taken. I'm I'm the I'm the, the elf that runs yes. all the elves. Yes. Oh the head elf. Yeah. Yes. And, and Dawn oh, is, is Mrs. Claus. Yep. And oh, Kyle is one of the cookie. elves yep. as well. Yes. Oh, I'm no. not the evil kid. It is true. Ooh. Actually, Wait, that's a good point. You are the evil kid. Yes, Whoa. yes. To kill yes. Santa. I don't want to kill Santa. Uh, I just want his presents. I want, I want to be, but I don't have it in me, the uh, uh, Goggins, because his character. Oh, he's the, the actual assassin, yeah. yeah. I want to be his character. Um, Miranda yeah. says, I am not a Christmas person for lots of reasons. 
But back when you talked about watching Fat Man, I watched it and I loved it. Oh, good. Well, now you have something you like about Christmas. Austin says, I just watched Fat Man and it's amazing. I had to purchase it and own it because oh. it is now one of my favorite that, Christmas exactly. movies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what we did. And then uh, at some point we got we got an email from uh, Nick who said, because we were talking about Christmas movies, he said, what, what, why, why, what do you think of Christmas Vacation? That's a terrible movie. Horrible movie. Yeah, yeah, all that 80s humor. Oh, and, and, and Clark Griswold's character, Chevy Chase, he's a womanizer. Which it's huh? like it, so we we just determined that he's clearly like a, a snowflake and, and sure. a, 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 he's totally triggered because if if you haven't seen the movie a you're missing out and, and b I mean we were really trying to figure out what's the womanizing part is it the and this is the only thing we came up with there's that scene where he is just drooling over the clerk that's helping him at the department store yep uh, and then later in the movie. He's daydreaming about her in her bathing suit, swimming in his swimming pool. Oh, and, and of course, his character's married. So you're a womanizer if you fantasize about anybody other than your significant other. And, and don't act on it in any I mean, way. isn't a womanizer that treats women terrible? And it, it, yes. In this case, right, it would, it would have been, it would have had to have been this way for him to be valid in what he was saying. That Clark Griswold treated his wife terribly and uh, was out having sex with all kinds of women yeah. all the time. Right, but uh, Tiger Woods. <laughs> That part of his yes. life, he was a womanizer. Yes, that part of his life. So uh, Randy wrote in, uh, so I had to go back and do some research, because after after the show every day, all the audio files are posted on the membership site and somewhere on radradio.com, and it, it'll say the, the number of the, the segment, uh, and, and Kyle will give it a, a title. I think it's always yes. you, right, Kyle? Okay. Yep. Uh, Randall says, the audio file name for number nine from today's show, yesterday's show, made me bust out. In a moment of hysterics, haha, well done. That was the uh, second to last segment uh, of the nine o'clock, or the third to last, I guess, was uh, segment number nine. And Kyle titled it Nick the Pussy Hates Christmas Vacation. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I, I did. I was thinking about it. I was like, am I allowed to name it that? And I was like, I'm going to go ask Rob. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going gonna, gonna, I'm to post it. And if anything's wrong, I'll change it. Because it's yeah, funny. Right, because it's what was that saying? Ask for forgiveness instead of permission. Yes. <laughs> Close enough. Um, Steven wrote in and says, I've never seen this Christmas movie, Best Christmas Ever, but I feel like Rob and Kyle are going to end up being those guys that smell the gym bag after watching everyone else puke. What does that mean? I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, does everybody missing? puke in a gym bag? I was, God, I was hoping you guys, because you're, no, you're the gym rats, you I might... thought it was an old-timer saying or something. The guys that do what? I feel like Rob and Kyle are going to end up being those guys that smell the gym bag after watching everyone else puke. Oh, maybe he kind of means we have all told you how terrible it is. We've... Okay, let's take it to this. We yeah. told you how terrible the gym bag is and it's made us vomit, but you guys just still have to smell the gym bag. Okay. I, I mean, know, right? That was, I mean, that was that. I think that was kind of Kyle's initial draw to the movie. But now we're doing it because it is work related. We have to watch it now. Uh, so, uh, but, uh, okay. I don't know. I don't. But thank you. Uh, Greg oh. says, "No, we're not reading that." Uh, <laughs> Kelly says, uh, "Just don't watch the Christmas Story. That is one god awful movie." Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you know what, what, though? I would rather watch the Christmas Story than the best Christmas ever. Whoa. Did Whoa. You have, who would you do? Well, I haven't, again, I haven't seen Best Christmas no, Ever. No, I'm saying for me, a who would you do thing. Mm. A Christmas Story. Horrible. The Fragili. hate oh, that movie. That's it, great. It is horrible. I'm glad you love it. And, and yeah, now, on, gonna... on that one, Kyle, you're in the majority. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're, you're, you've, got, you've, you've got that one. Oh, I think yeah. it's hilarious. I don't know. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, Kelly wrote in. Remember, we're doing not just Christmas news, but entertainment news. Kelly wrote in and says, I was wondering, Rob, if Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey get married. Will Taylor take Travis's last name, and how would that affect her marketing and her music? 
Would the Swifties become Kelseyites? Uh, I hope this can kill at least two minutes uh, so that Rob can read this and go, no, that's dumb. <laughs> I, th I thought, I actually, I, I did kind of toss your email yesterday, and then I thought, ah, all right, you know what? I mean, the 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 answer the, the first answer is it, she will always be Taylor Swift. She won't she won't change her name. And most people that are profiles high profile people like that celebrities, uh, they're they're not gonna uh, change it entirely. She's not gonna do the hyphening thing. Um, but what I what I think because Travis Kelsey is such a he's such a metrosexual modern doofus man. Oh, but he's still manly. He's no, got he's not. so many man it, qualities. It's so sad. It's he's so sad. He's endearing. That this is what we've come to. Th I prefer this is, his brother. This is this is Travis Kelsey's not so manly. His but brother is way Jason is way more Jason Kelsey is a man. Yeah, but he's a much worse football player, so I don't care. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just, it, he's just blah. it's just it, we've dumbed it down. I would not be surprised if he took her last name. What? No. Because that's a very no. modern, that's a very modernized uh, tr thing that's uh, popping up. I feel like what Taylor would do is take his name, but professionally, she's Taylor Swift. Right. Whatever it is. Well, yeah. But so to us, we will probably never know if she does it that way. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so of course, your trailer update. According to insiders, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are doing a practice run at his $6 million Kansas City mansion. Remember we told you about the moving truck that was spotted outside Kelsey's new pad on Tuesday, one day after Taylor had wrapped up her South American uh, tour of the Eros tour. She's got two months off. And, we, and the, the, the moving truck was bringing in furniture and other items. And, and Travis has already moved in. The couple are said to be obsessed with each other. Oh. And insiders claim that if the two-month practice run goes well, they will move in together for good. Whoa! And other insiders claim that the loved-up soulmates have also discussed having a family. Oh, that's wow. so Aww. sweet. Yes, bring on the babies. Lightning fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, then, uh, then Taylor Swift uh, uh, then jetted out. Remember, she's there in Kansas City. That's where that's where uh, uh, Travis is uh, getting ready for Sunday night's game. Uh, he She jetted out of Kansas City on Wednesday to go to London for the premiere of Beyonce's new film. And then, with Taylor in in, in, in London... A glum-looking Travis Kelsey was spotted on Thursday morning when he stopped for gas on his way to Chiefs practice. See, we have to tell the story this way. What? He was well, glum? He was glum. Was and it because of the gas prices? It's, well, see, it, we, we, of course, the implication here is it has to be he's sad that, oh, that he spent gone. the night without Taylor. Oh. And, and I saw the pictures, and, and I thought, there's a variety of things this could be because there's no more to the story, by the way. Oh, that's uh, it. Yeah, it, yeah. No, Taylor. Uh, Taylor's in in London, and Travis is now. Travis was on his way to practice, getting ready for the game against Green Bay. So it's for him. It's morning. He's in his sweats. And he's walking with his hands in his pockets, and and, and uh, but he's glum because he's not all effusively smiling. And they put the pictures up where it's like, oh, here's here's Travis alone, first thing in the morning at a gas station, looking glum. He's really expressionless, is what he is. And right next to it, here he is with Taylor Swift with a big smile on his face. Well, See, she makes him happy. What? God, this is Who's so out of control. Smiling while they're getting gas. This is so out of control, right? <laughs> what the hell? Who, who just who is walking in and out of a gas station with a big smile on their face? Unless you saw someone you knew. You won the lottery. Those are the only two possibilities. And why is he pumping gas? Why doesn't he have a butler get out and do it? A butler. He's Travis Kelsey. <laughs> no, I've been to I've been to a football yeah. game and I watched Ezekiel Elliott get out of his uh, Rolls Royce and he had a butler driving him and he opened the door for him and everything. And I imagine they all these big professional players have butlers that drive. There's them. your problem. You imagine that they all do the same thing. 
Good for Ezekiel. He can afford it. So could Travis. Travis says, no, that's not my thing. I would never do that. You could give me billions of dollars. I would never go near a butler or anything like that. So many of the country artists that I like, they're like, they do all their stuff. Uh, But Travis was not glum for very long because after a whirlwind 12-hour visit to attend Beyonce's Renaissance premiere earlier this morning our time, she has departed London on her private jet. Now, we don't know for sure that she's going back to Kansas City. Well, she better. But that would that, that's the smart I money. I mean, hello. I mean, obviously, if sources say, because all sources are right about everything, that they're doing a trial run, then she's going back to Kansas City because they're, they're, they're pretending to live together, and she's supposed to be going to Green Bay for Sunday night's game with them. My spidey senses are picking something up, that the swiftness of this whole <laughs> thing and the, the, the wedding and the, the all these rumors are because she's already pregnant. That's what I'm thinking, oh, too. Oh, I had the same thought. Whoa, oh, where's that chip? Whoa. Oh, oh, my gosh. Interesting. Oh, and you know what? You heard it here first. And listen, her body type, she's probably be able to hide it for a while. That girls are usually built like her. It takes a while for them to show. Well, and, she, and then when they finally do show, it just looks like they have to take a number two. They they, <laughs> they they barely started hooking up over the summer, so it would be a very recent pregnancy, oh, just like uh-huh. all of this sped-up news. Hurdle, myrtle. <laughs> Let's go the other direction. Yes, I promise you this is it for the trailer update. Former UFC star Paige Van Zant, who is a 29-year-old blonde bombshell who, after spending six years in the world of MMA, made the switch to sharing raunchy pictures of herself on OnlyFans. She has millions of followers or whatever. Uh, claimed publicly yesterday that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's relationship is, quote, 100% fake, and it is entirely a publicity stunt. She says it is publicity. Taylor Swift is huge, and now she's getting an entirely different demographic to come watch the NFL. Think of all the wives that are buying Travis Kelsey jerseys now. It's a huge publicity play on both fronts. And it's good for Taylor Swift. It's good for the NFL. It's good for Travis Kelsey. It is all strategic stuff that is happening, end quote. Oh, can you say jealous, bitch? Or just jaded on life, maybe. (laughs) Okay, both possible. (laughs) Could also be coldly right, too, right? I mean, you don't know. Um, See, this is the problem. If the... the, the, if the marriage if the marriage doesn't happen, if the, if they break up, publicity's not. See, I told you so. There's no way to not right. prove it. It didn't be. It wasn't like that. They just didn't get along anymore and broke up. And if up. they stay together forever, oh, arrange marriage for business reasons. There's, you you will never be able to get any of these idiots to admit anything other uh, uh, than what might or might not be the truth because yeah. we will never know because as we started uh, talking about less than an hour ago, there is no more truth anymore. <laughs> uh, hey, if you're watching us on uh, Rad TV at members.radradio.com, we're going to get uh, callers for the Fresh Cooker here in a few moments. Take a break. And instead of the usual sights and sounds of the behind the scenes going on in the studios, you're going to get the Dogwoods Resort Canine Cam. Oh, the big little puppy. What's coming up, Brando? Your dogs, Rob, uh, <laughs> Scout and Sarge Yay! have a question for the commissioner of the IFSF. Yes, oh yes. This, this came up last night. Oh. Um, uh, th- Thursday night football, uh, and uh, when my uh, wife's Dallas Cowboys uh, were, were playing the Seahawks, the Cowboys won. We'll talk about it in about 30 minutes. And uh, my, our Labradors uh, ha- had a question for the commissioner about being a fan. And they ask me in their voices, oh. and then I give my ruling. And you're going to see all of that develop <laughs> on the uh, Doggers Resort Canine Cam. <laughs> In mere moments on Rad TV, if you're if you're driving around going, okay, I gotta see this. I'm not usually a fan of Rob, but I I, I gotta see this. <laughs> Remember, you can watch all the canine cams and everything else uh, anytime. They live forever at members.radradio.com. We're gonna play the pressure cooker as mentioned for a $100 Visa gift card. It's our daily trivia game. We play it every single day, although we don't get a winner every single day. We sure don't. It's trivia. You either know it or you don't. Uh, you don't. Five right, 30 seconds. None of that matters unless you're caller 18 right now. You can do it. 888-989-9811. Caller 18 plays the pressure cooker. Rob. Anybody. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. Anybody.
and Dawn Show. And now back to Rad Radio. Our gift to you is showing up when we feel like it. Happy holidays. Got a couple follow-up emails, R-A-D at radradio.com. We were doing entertainment news, uh, which was almost exclusively, uh, well, we did some Christmas movie talk, but it was mostly the uh, trailer update. Not my nickname. As social media decided it's Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are trailers. They could, you know, like Benifer. Right, yeah. Uh, Michelle says, since this stupid Taylor Travis stuff isn't going away, isn't going away, can we start calling the daily updates going to the trailer park? <laughs> Not bad. Now, Brandon, that might be worthy of a jingle. You know, right. going, going to the trailer, maybe in the oh, oh, South Park. So, oh, go, 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 do it to that. Going down to the trailer park yeah. to have ourselves a time. Oh, that's got potential if you, if you want to release your creative outlet. I know you have nothing else going on. Oh, no. Um, Eric wrote in and said, it is obvious. Oh, so, so, some uh, UFC uh, influencer now, former former sh- uh, UFC star. Now she's just on OnlyFans selling her body. Um, oh, Jesus. Said, uh, which uh, I don't say that in a degrading way. Dawn does. Yes. Um, <laughs> well. Says I mean, the, whole thing, the whole thing is fake. Um, and uh, Eric says, it is obvious that this Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift relationship is fake, but only for Travis. The NFL couldn't get Taylor for the halftime show, so they needed a plan. And what is the best way to get a woman always looking for love? Dangle a big, handsome man with a winning smile and the all shucks charm and the tightest of ends. He's a tight end. In return, the league will have the officials fix another season for the Chiefs to win another Super Bowl. And who will be performing at halftime next year? You got it. The newly married Taylor Swift. It couldn't be more obvious. I love that. That is a very well thought out, well crafted parody. Of a, uh, of a conspiracy What theory. I really love about it is if indeed she does next year. <laughs> that would be hysterical. Uh, we talked about the uh, DeSantis uh, nuisance debate because uh, we had a few emails about it, and Stephen wanted to chime in on who won because it was, if you're if you're a conservative, clearly, clearly, DeSantis just mopped the floor of them. And if you're liberal or Democrat, progressive, whatever, uh, oh, my God, Newsom, he should be running the world already. I mean, I uh, Steven says, you know who won that debate, Rob? Everyone who didn't watch the damn thing. <laughs> Bravo, amen. Let's play the pressure cooker. Pressure cooker. It's time to test your brain. Pressure cooker. It's a trivia game. Rad pressure cooker. We got a $100 Visa gift card for caller 18. Hello, Jason. Good morning. Morning. All right, here's how this works. Your timer will begin when I finish reading the first question. It's a true-false question, so you got a 50-50 shot. Get it right. And then you got to get four more to win. You can pass any questions you want. We'll do a recap when we're done to give you your score and everyone playing along the answers. And i got to take the first thing that you say. So if you say Newsom and then you say DeSantis, I will vomit. And I would have to take Newsom as your answer. Hold on. One more. Any questions? No. All right, good luck. True or false, the most popular Christmas tree topper is a star. True. Which team won last night's Thursday night football game? The Cowboys. What major American city is the backdrop for National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation movie? Chicago. In the song, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, Grandma was outside because she forgot her what? Pass. According to the 12 Days of Christmas, what do you receive on the ninth day? Mm, pass. What actor stars as Santa Claus in the 2020 movie Fat Man? Uh, Mel Gibson. After... 
after red and green, what are the next two most popular Christmas colors? White and, uh, oh gosh, orange. What? Yeah. Oh, orange. Orange. Come orange. On. I mean, I, I don't think a lot of dudes would know this. What, have they never seen uh, friggin' Rudolph? <laughs> or a Christmas tree? And orange. <laughs> Poor that was guy. seven questions. You only need five. I'll, I'll get you the Rudolph reference here in a moment. <laughs> uh, true or false, the most popular Christmas tree topper is a star. He said that's true. Mm-hmm. Still an angel? angel? Angel, still. That is correct. Uh, which team won last night's Thursday night football game? He said the Cowboys. Hey, you. Beat the Seahawks. Uh, we're going to talk about it with Steve Mickelson in about 30 minutes for Mixed Picks and the Mixed Picks podcast we do every Wednesday morning on Rad TV. What major American city is the backdrop for National Lampoon's Christmas vacation movie? He said Chicago. In the movie, I'm sorry, in the song, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Grandma was outside because she forgot her what? He passed. Medication. Medication. Right. Oh, say raincoat. That's why, uh, that's, why she, that's why she was able to get run over by a reindeer. Goes, oh, I got to go get my pills. <laughs> and for some reason, the family irresponsibly lets this old woman go outside at right. night alone. Yeah, go get your pills, Nice, nice son who doesn't say, I'll take care of it. Exactly. Maybe Grandma's a junkie and she's hiding it from the family. True, oh, true. Yeah. They, don't, they, don't, they don't tell us what kind of medication. That is, that is true. Is Grandma going with that spoon? Oh, man. Jesus. He also, this was an interesting pass because it's like, say something in the song. According to the 12 days of Christmas, what do you receive on the ninth day? Uh, Nine. Piper's piping. Just did this. Wasn't it yesterday? Yeah, yeah, we just did this. We do this every year. I forget everything after five. (laughs) Because of the stupid song, like you said. Swans, not the stupid song. Nine. Ladies dancing. Ladies dancing. There you go. Hey, remember we had the whole discussion about in the thing, what the 12 days will cost. They use like ballet dancers and we're like, just go get some strippers. Yeah. What actor stars as Santa Claus in the 2020 movie Fat Man? He went, uh, 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 Mel Gilton. And then, after Red and Green, what are the two most popular Christmas cards? I, white, I, that's not a terrible guess. No, it yeah. is not. Uh, orange is, is god awful. There's a song about it. Silver and gold. Oh, I was going to say white and silver. That's okay, and you know what? I would expect that from dudes. And at least white and silver are, are in the in the genre of Christmas. Orange. Yeah, he got three right. Where is blue moving up? Because you notice yeah. a lot of people do yeah, blue. But blue, yes, but and you don't know who's doing it and why. It's for Hanukkah. That is the official color of Hanukkah, it, it and is. people that are doing it. You don't always know. It's like so if, if you see blue with other, then you know it's it's just yeah. people that are mixing it in. Because I also feel like people, some people don't even know. It's not to say you can't use it, right? But they're not even realizing blue is Hanukkah. They're just like, oh, I like the blue right. Christmas decorations. Uh, we got another chance at the hundred dollar Visa gift card about an hour from now when we play Master of Movies. Uh, let's go back a couple of uh, straggling entertainment notes here, and and they both play right to uh, something that Kyle was bitching about earlier. Uh, and it's it, usually it's Brandon. And I, Brandon, you've just, have you just accepted or gotten over? You just don't care about Hollywood has no new ideas, why they keep bringing I, stuff back? Or? I just, I don't, I don't feel the need to keep repeating myself because it's just, it's just the same old story with Hollywood. And, and, and obviously every now and then, right, they, they do catch lightning in a bottle. They'll do a, a sequel or a spinoff or, or, or something original. And, and well, no, I mean, I mean specific to this though. Okay. Not original. And and it is good, like like um, Breaking Bad and Better Maverick. Call Saul and those oh, kind of yes, things. Yes. Maverick, best sequel ever. Hello. Um, but mostly it's stuff like Frasier, oh. and and that '90s oh. show. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, here, how, would we like? Would we like? Bring you know we're bringing back shows. Frasier's a great example. Uh, that '70s show tried tried to do that. Mm. How about 
a spinoff of the old 90s sitcom, mm-hmm. Home Improvement. No. no. No, we don't need this. No. God, no. Uh, Tim Allen says there's talk about a Home Improvement spinoff. It would be, and, and here's the great thing, he would barely be in it. It's, the, it's, it's like the Frasier formula. Uh, it would actually be about the kids' kids. A boo. Yeah, no one cares. Like, who cares? All of the kids had children, and, and Tim Allen would be in it as, as a grandparent, mm. and it would be called Home Reimprovement. Nope. Uh, no. It's like The Last Man Standing again. Yeah, basically. Oh, oh but Last Man Standing was good. Oh, I'm sorry. I, did, I thought I was done using this. Where's uh, that? There it is. Yeah. Uh, the Last Man Standing. Yeah, terrible show. You can watch it in reruns. CMT. Please, please. Wow. Yeah, that's where all the great syndicated <laughs> shows land. All right. Shut up. I'll, okay, Don brought up uh, 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 movies like Maverick. Well, hello. Great. Uh, Brandon's like uh, weeks away. From the Back to the Future musical in in, in New York, and, stoked. and and you you say two was better, but you liked oh, yeah. all three. No, I liked all three. Three is the weakest of the three. I still enjoy it, but two is definitely the better there, of the three. There's there's another one, right? Okay, so how about a fourth Hangover movie? No, no, no. we didn't need a third. No, we a second. Nope. Uh, oh. Bradley Cooper. Says that he would do Hangover 4 in an instant. No. But he does admit that it's a long shot uh, that um, the uh, director would, would do it. However, after this was released, uh, uh, Zach Galifianakis and Ed Helms says we would do it a second. The director is Todd Phillips. Well, he doesn't have to be the director or the writer. So if the studio goes, whoa, the three stars want to do it, let's get somebody else to just write and direct the film. I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, they're all willing. Um, The only Hangover that we watch and that is in our movie collection is the original. Yeah, that yeah. is it. Two was fine, but it's, but it was all the same jokes. It's on a rewatch. Uh, and and then it just got oh my god bad. The, the first one you can literally watch yeah. a bazillion times. Yeah, we don't we don't need so those are uh, both oh, both swings and misses. God both Kyle's. Damn. What's up with Hollywood? Yeah, okay. Well, I haven't even seen the second or the third one all the way through. The second one I hit my head on the drive-ins when I was tripping on mushrooms, so I didn't huh. get to watch it all the way. Do not watch the third one. Like it's like it's like a, uh, a waste of time. I'm very surprised that these actors would do a fourth yeah, me too me too i mean actors don't have egos and, and you know things like that oh, we'll make rob, a good one anybody. and dawn the rob anybody. and dawn show Happy holidays, maggots. Buy yourself something awful. I mean, rad in the stupid store at radradio.com. We got a couple updates. Uh, they both came in, coincidentally, one yesterday, one this morning. It's not like I've been storing them up. Uh, and they are both updates on uh, cuts by Kristen. Kristen was originally a Dr. Rob uh, emailer. Uh, she went by K in her original letter. And uh, she, she went to a hair cutting school, whatever that's called. Uh, and, Cosmetologist? I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's your world. I don't even have hair. Um, and, and, and she has a shop, and as far as she knows, she has all the great products, and she's been told that she gives great haircuts, and um, and people seem to enjoy getting her hair. But she couldn't get any repeat return customers. And she gave us a whole bunch of things. that went, No, I do this, I do this, I do this, which we took her to her word and said, well, okay, why would they not come back? And she said, is it because I'm transgender? Oh, I hope not. 
And and so yeah, it was. We hope not. Don pointed out some things about that industry. I mentioned location, 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 and then the maggot army started emailing in. I'll go check her out. I love you guys. Um, and she she wrote in and thanked everybody. She tried to meet us at Brian De Palooza, but she showed up too late to stay because she had a, a an appointment to to go to. A, a maggot had to get her hair cut. And we asked <laughs> you guys uh, to write in and let us know because if this if it's if it is something she can fix, then she would love to hear that. Like, you're missing this. So far, I've heard that she's great. Uh, this is from Kenneth. Hi, Kenneth. I wanted to write in with a review for Kristen uh, at, at Cuts by Kristen. By the way, this is in Reno, remember? I reached out to her, and the salon has a very cool vibe. And Kristen met me at the door when I got there. We started with a free shampoo and condition and jumped into the cut. I explained to her I like to keep my hair longer, and I had stopped going to those big-name locations because no matter what I asked for, I would leave with short hair. Oh. She not only left her buzzers in the drawer and trimmed my hair up, but then went through and blended every little section. And I have very wispy hair, so that's challenging. I mean, she was standing back, crouching a little, oh. looking from all the different angles, everything she could do to make my lopsided head not so lopsided. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love her. As a result, one of the best haircuts I've ever had. She did exactly what I have been asking hairstylists to do for years since I got out of the Army in 2016. At the end of it, I spent 31 bucks, including a tip, spent 40 minutes there total. I left and was back in my office within an hour, hands down, plain and simple, just a very good experience. Yay! I cannot imagine why she wouldn't be seeing repeat customers, to be honest. To address the white elephant in the room, I think he means just the elephant in the room. The uh, elephant does not have to be white. White elephant is a gift exchange thing that you do. <laughs> Since it was brought up on the show, and in case people are quote-unquote worried about it, not a single thing about her identity was shoved down my throat or in my face. Her workspace is very neutral, just like most salon workspaces. Her identity was not brought up once, and she never asked me my opinions on the matter. She even has a really interesting life story, including her being a helicopter pilot in her past. And, small world, I served with one of her exes in the Army. Oh, my God! I consider myself a very heterosexual, manly man, and I felt like I was getting my hair cut by and talking to a woman because I was. Oh, sweet. And I came out a heterosexual male, just like when I entered, except better hair. (laughs) Kristen, uh, you thanked me for giving you a chance, and I want you to know you deserved it and have landed a new repeat customer. See you next month. Yes. Oh, my God. This is so exciting. Les wrote in. Les. I have two children, one boy, one girl, both in their 20s. They have both gone to see Kristen at Cuts by Kristen in Reno and will be returning to see Kristen. Nice. The location is great. Kristen was very personable. She gave them some great advice, and their hair looks great. That's what matters. <laughs> and then the most important thing, she has reasonable pricing. Oh, that's it. Yes. <laughs> just from the maggots, just from the maggots, oh. just from the maggots, just yeah. from the maggots, just from the maggots, just from the maggots, just from If you're a maggot and you're listening to us, so you are. If you got jokes, email us rad at radradio.com. Don't call. You can't tell jokes. Sorry. Start with nine-year-old Lily. Aw, sweet Lily. What do you call Santa when he stops moving? What? Santa pause. (laughs) (laughs) Big D has uh, this uh, preamble to answer the question that is on everyone's mind. Yes, I will be sending in a huge load of season-themed dirty jokes for tomorrow's Ratterday show. (laughs) After work. Load. That'll be tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, on uh, Rad TV at members.radradio.com. If you don't watch or listen live, you can catch it later at any time. And then Big D says, uh, please enjoy today's submission of Jingle Bell Jests. <laughs> Brandon, I do need your help with the first one. I got gotcha. you. What's wrong with her? She's bitchy. Uh. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Anna. 
Anna who? Anna Partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> Five golden showers. <laughs> what do you get when you mix a Christmas tree and an iPad? What? A pineapple. Ah. What did one Christmas tree say to another? What? Lighten up. <laughs> what month does a Christmas tree hate the most? What? what? September. <laughs> Where do Santa's elves go swimming? Where? The North Pool. <laughs> I think of it's course. heated. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> what is green, covered in Christmas lights, and goes ribbit? What? A mistletoe. <laughs> what is every parent's favorite Christmas song? What? Silent Night. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by the quiet game. These are from Chase. Hi, Chase. What do you call an Irish zombie that makes poor financial decisions? What? Cryptocurrency. <laughs> I'm hearing the email. Oh, you're so wrong, Rob. I mean, I'm going to make so much money on oh. Bitcoin. It's just one of those things that triggers people. What are a snake's pronouns? What? He, him, his. Cute. I just caught my wife reading all of the S words in the dictionary. I think she's up to something. <laughs> These are from Mark. I've always loved jokes about refrigerators. They're so cool. Yeah. No? Was Mark a child? That's great. I hope so. Just watched a documentary on how they make shredded cheese. Oh. Great stuff. <laughs> This one's from Bruce. Uh, it's a, uh, it's actually a question for Ian from Tech to You. We do Tech to You Tuesdays on Rad TV uh, every morning, uh, Tuesday, 10 a.m. Ian from Tech to You answers uh, your your questions about tech, and he'll bring some other stories to you. So I'll pass this on to him. Uh, Bruce says, "How do I disable the autocorrect function on my wife?" <laughs> <laughs> Only Ian can help with that. Oh, and these are from Alex. Hey, Alex. At this time of year, I love sitting in front of a roaring fire, sipping hot cocoa, and listening to Christmas songs until I fall asleep. And that's why I lost my job as a firefighter. <laughs> oh, no. oh, look at that place go. Oh, that's a fire. Is that a screaming child? Anybody got marshmallows? Oh, man. Mm. S'mores? Mm. There's a lot of black market ways to get Viagra these days, and some people are paying way too much. But whether you get a deal or you get ripped off, as long as they work, you're still getting stiffed. Jokes, email us rad at radradio.com. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Deck the halls with craptastic rad swag. Available in the stupid store at radradio.com. We were talking uh, during uh, Jokes from the Maggots about uh, tomorrow being another radder day. It's tomorrow morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Uh, we will be live, uh, commercial-free and uncensored. You can watch it on Rad TV. You can listen on the membership site, members.radradio.com. It'll live there forever. 
uh, afterwards. I was just uh, grabbed all my. What I do for the for the the Raturday shows, I gather up topics where I go. That would be better on a Raturday. It's obviously visual things, so that we use Rad TV, but also things that it, we don't have to be. We don't have to curse every word or be disgusting, but they're easier to talk about on Raturday because they're all uncensored. <laughs> so, so I was just going through and grabbing, seeing what grabs me. So I think we're going to talk about uh, mood killers in the bedroom. Like you're ready to go, and then something happens, and you're like, oh, oh, yeah. ne never mind. Okay, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> um, uh, uh, urinal horror stories from men. Uh, okay. What could go wrong in a urinal? Well, I think well, you know so many. Yeah, things. and uh, I think it's more like <laughs> awkward things. You know, like maybe. Oh. Uh, hey, how you doing? <laughs> What's awkward about that? Uh, we uh, we're going to talk about the the explosion in popularity for sex toys for men this year uh we have oh we have this woman my boyfriend exposed this disgusting habit after three months of living together the red flag i ignored wait till you hear this uh, and we're going to talk about uh, uh, the uh, most popular cartoon characters that we fantasize about having sex with. That'll all be tomorrow morning oh, on uh, the uh, Raturday show <laughs> on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. Perfect time to go to Sin City and Las Vegas with Steve Mickelson live from mixpix.com. Two K's in mix, two K's in picks. And we do the Mix Picks podcast every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. on Rad TV as well. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. We have uh, a few off-the-field, uh, not-so-sporty uh, stories to actually get us started, Steve. Since its inception in 1954, Sports Illustrated has presented the Sports Person of the Year. Originally correctly called the Sports Man of the Year. Oh, but you know. uh, Now, it's very important to the discussion. The Sports Person of the Year goes to, this is according to Sports Illustrated, quote, the athlete or team whose performance that year most embodies the spirit of sportsmanship and achievement. So it wasn't a surprise in 2022, right after Golden State won their fourth title in eight years, Steph Curry was sports person of the year. The year before that, after he won his final Super Bowl, Tom Brady was the sports person of the year. Makes sense. You've won your championship, et cetera. Yeah. You wouldn't usually think that somebody affiliated or associated with a team that lost its last six games of the season – finished one and eight in its conference and uh, overall started big and then lost everything would be your sports person of the year. This was the narrative yesterday on, on, on ESPN and a lot of other places. We all know the, the reason that they picked this person to sell, to sell clicks, to sell magazines. It's money. The media is a business. And for that reason, it's the right choice. How do you feel about the sports person of the year? Steve Bean, Deion Sanders. Yeah, I have a hard time with that one. Yes, he brought a lot of attention to Colorado University. He was a wonderful story for about a month, and then it kind of fizzled out as they finished the season one and seven. They won four games on the on the year. Uh, you know, to me, it, it it I just look at who was a model citizen, who helped lead their team, or what team took America, you know, by storm and everyone supported it. It was a wonderful story. And it was with Dion for about a month. But then after that, I mean, you got to continue that through a long haul. And, you know, his was a quick five minutes of fame. Not that he's not famous. I mean, he's Dion. He's prime time. 
But, you know, that Colorado story was like four weeks out of 52 for the whole year. The Sports Illustrated screws themselves with their definition. If they were using a definition similar to time for their, their person of the year, where it's the most influential person or history-making, you could make a case that Dion. Dion was the most influential person in sports this year, not only with the attention he got, but the way he's changed forever. You and I think, Steve, how everything's going to work in college football with the portal, but that's not their definition. So do you have a sports person of the year by their definition? Do you have somebody that jumps out for achievement um, and sportsmanship? I, I can't pick one at the moment. And going back to how college football, Dion has changed it, we're watching coaches now come out and say, look, to get a top-notch quarterback – in college football now, you're talking one, one and a half, two million dollars a year to get a top-notch quarterback. So we're already seeing the effects of Deion Sanders in college football. And as you said, for changing a sport, influential what he did, it, it's he really has transitioned college football. That they're even talking about, you know, how much it costs to put a team together in order to win now in college football, but. I don't have one offhand. I'd have to really sit down and, and think about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and I wonder, too, other than what the aforementioned obvious selling magazines, getting people to go to the website, I wonder if one of the reasons they landed on Dion was they all sat around and said, we don't really have anybody else that really uh, <laughs> sticks out. We're not, we're not sure. Um, all right, here's another one. It's off the field but on the field. Uh, for, for years, Steve, the NFL has been called by a lot of sports fans the no-fun league because of how restrictive they can be or, or concerns about player safety or, or for you know not letting players dance or celebrate or things like that. Uh, way back on October 15th, during the Miami Dolphins win against the Carolina Panthers, Dolphins wide receiver Tyree Kill scored a touchdown. And he then, and so he's in the end zone. And if we were watching live, he ran over. You see, he, he goes to a guy who's on the field. He's got press credentials. And he's just using his cell phone to record things. And uh, Tyree Kill... Asks for his phone, the guy gives him his phone, and he he, he takes the he, he takes the, the the phone from him, and he does a, a, a selfie, and he does a somersault. He flips while he's holding the phone. Wow. Okay. And so so now this guy, this photographer, has a a, a recording of t- a first of Tyreek Hill identifying himself, and then holding the phone as he does a somersault. The whole thing wow. went viral. Cool. Um, and so he immediately, the photographer. Uh, He says it was the coolest moment ever. I ran into the tunnel to send the clip to the NFL. Like, no one else is going to have this. Yeah. Because he works for the NFL. The NFL pays people to to stand on the sidelines just with cell phones because the quality is great to capture moments like this. Um, His name is Kevin Fitzgibbons. He's from the University of Miami. He's a student there. He was on the sidelines, and he already had a friendship with Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill knows them. You know, they're on the field. Like, hey, what's up? Tyreek Hill saw him standing on the sidelines after scoring the touchdown, grabbed his phone, did the backflip. The team did receive a 15-yard penalty for excessive celebration. That's just that's part of the no-fun league rule. And now the NFL has suspended the videographer indefinitely. He's done for this season. What? Uh-oh. He will not be allowed back on the field due to, quote, multiple violations of NFL policy because he was involved with an on-field touchdown celebration. This feels like no fun Whoa, league to me, Steve. But, I mean, mean, rules are rules, but I'm not, I don't know. Nah, 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 nah. wow. What do you think, Steve? Uh, I call BS on it. One, the NFL, I mean, if that's really the reason, you know, they mm-hmm. said, multiple well what are some of the other things and maybe there's something there but you tell me one person 
that you know that would not have handed Tyreek Hill their cell phone. Right, you don't Especially have to be his friend. if you had a relationship. <laughs> I'd hand him my phone. I mean, everyone in the world would hand him the phone, and you're firing him because you think he was the one person who should, hey, nope, nope, you're not getting my phone. I'm not letting you be part of this celebration. Come on. And then how much hate mail would that person have gotten because they had figured out in today's day and age who it was and how come he didn't give them their phone and, it's just it's a really bad look to the NFL. He's a college student. We all would have done it. Come on, give me a break. Well, and you said he works for them. That's what yeah. he's supposed to do yeah. is catch well, but things he, happening. But he has to follow the rules. And like Steve said, there might be other things in there. And if so, let, but let's just take it. It, it. They did say multiple rules violations, and they don't have to tell us anything. If if the but the one they cited was that he was involved with an on-field touchdown celebration. That's a stretch. That that Very that, that, so. that any but the only shining light in this is that Tyreek Hill did confirm yes we're friends and I'm going to pay his salary for the year. That's uh, cool. Nice. Oh, that is super oh, yeah. nice. When Steve says, "Who on earth wouldn't give their phone to this guy?" Me, I don't know who he is. <laughs> you wouldn't be on the field. <laughs> uh, all right, Steve. We got some big on the field stuff uh, this uh, weekend. Uh, if college football, this is huge. Your your Michigans uh, are your Michigans. The, Miss, your Michigan uh, is at Iowa. If if Michigan somehow loses the number two uh, in the country, that would send the college football playoffs just spinning. Same if Florida State, number four ranked, wins, because then does does the committee possibly put a team without their quarterback into the playoffs? And if they don't, how do they defend it? Number eighteen, Oklahoma State at number seven, Texas. The two big ones, though, Steve. Let's start with tonight. Number five, Oregon. Remember, the top four are supposed to go to the playoff. It's the official CFP. This is a big one. Number five, Oregon, is at number three, Washington. And Oregon right now is a 10-point favorite. Now, keep in mind, this is on a neutral field, and Washington is ranked number three, and Oregon is ranked number five. The winner of this game wins the Pac-12 championship and should advance to the college football playoffs. These two teams met back in October in Washington as the Huskies won the game 36-33 as the Ducks missed a field goal. Like I believe the last play of the game that would have tied the score and sent it into overtime. Both quarterbacks are having great seasons and both should be drafted in the first or second round of this upcoming draft. Washington's quarterback, though, in my opinion, is better and the Huskies offense is more explosive. But I do feel that Oregon has a much more talented team. I like Oregon to win this game, but I like Washington plus the points. And obviously, if Oregon wins, Washington is out of the discussion, and it becomes a question of where does Oregon fit into the college football playoff system, correct? Correct. But I have a hard time believing if Washington is knocked out. They have to put Oregon in. Their only loss was to Washington in Washington missing a field goal late in the game. And then the big game that could really, really send heads spinning is uh, tomorrow at 1 o'clock on CBS. Number one, Georgia, at number eight, and money-making behemoth, huge fan-following Alabama. Alabama! Right now, Georgia is a five-point favorite. Georgia with a win will be the number one seed in the college playoffs. Alabama with a win will need some help which is why we're already hearing from head coach Nick Saban that the college playoffs without an SEC team would be disrespectful. He's already working on getting Alabama into the playoffs should they upset Georgia. Georgia's last loss was the 2021 SEC championship game to Alabama. While Alabama has won 10 straight after their early season loss to Texas, 
Jalen Monroe is the tied quarterback after being benched early in the season. He is a dual threat at quarterback. Quarterback Carson Beck leads a balanced offense for Georgia, but Georgia really is the better team. And Alabama, if they win this game, even though they beat number one, they're ranked eighth in the in the polls right now. So that's a steep step to get there, even if they knock Georgia off. And we dove deep into that on this week's podcast. Uh, Dawn's husband, Gary, was a guest. Hey, and uh, we talked about the politics of it, it's not as simple for non-college fans to, to understand as math. There's so much politics and the committee sitting there going, yeah, but it's Alabama. They're so huge. We've got to find a way. So uh, that's it's up and available, not only on the membership site, but on all podcasting. Forums. Let's jump to the NFL last night's game, Steve. Thursday night football. Uh, Cowboys beat the Seahawks. We can talk about that a little bit. But first, we got a few emails like this one from Adam. Hey, Adam. Says, Rob and Steve, I am not a conspiracy theorist, but while watching the Thursday night football game last night, I could not help but sit there and say out loud, the refs are in it for the Cowboys. The refs gave the Cowboys three first downs by penalties when it was third and long. It was a great game, tarnished by 252 penalty yards. There were 19 total penalties, Steve. Ten went to Seattle. Nine went to Dallas. People that are complaining say, yeah, but the big ones, the wrong ones, went against Seattle. Even Al Michaels, in my opinion, the greatest broadcaster of all time, midway through the third quarter, when the fifth penalty against Seattle in that drive, and the 18th overall, he lost his cool for Al Michaels. He was completely <laughs> exasperated. He said, we're just going to take the rest of the night off and let Cleet Blakeman call the game. He's the ref. Whoa. Fans were quick to comment on Michaels' wit uh, on, uh, on, on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and other frustration at the officials was echoed by prominent voices in the NFL world. ESPN analyst Mina Kimes wrote, refs ruining what had been a sensational game. Richard Sherman, the analyst for Prime, said at some point the flags have to stop. Two-time Super Bowl champion LaShawn McCoy said the refs are playing for Dallas. Let the teams play. Even Seattle Seahawks coach Pete Carroll voiced his candid displeasure with the officiating in his team's 41-35 loss to the Dallas Cowboys. Did you see it that way as well? I did. Anytime you get 19 penalties, I think it was like 252 or 257 yards and penalties. It becomes tough. But this is, you know, where we got into our discussion. Okay, let them play and let's not call the penalties. But then there is a blatant pass interference call that goes against, you know, that your team should have received. Hey, look, we should have got a first down there. We don't get it called. This is This is a great example of why I think we need to figure out how to bring some technology into the game because the sports betting has opened up everywhere. This is what it turns into. And do you really want the majority of your fans watching these games now all believing to some extent every game is fixed for the NFL? It is a big business, but you can't have your fans not believing the outcomes of these games. So the NFL to me has a huge problem. They have to address sooner than later. So uh, to the on the field antics that we did see going in the rub against the Dallas Cowboys, and you've made no, uh, uh, you haven't hidden your opinion of this is that they, they haven't beaten a winning team. Well, uh, the Seahawks were six and five. Uh, there, there, there were some losers on ESPN. They're going, yeah, but they will be six and six now that they lost. So they're not really a winning team. Well, they were a winning team when Dallas played them, but is Seattle, who what did they lost like three of their last four before that game? I think uh, are they are they a winning a winningest enough team that you're impressed, Steve, that the Cowboys beat them by less than a touchdown? Uh, yes and no. I, I mean, the Seahawks are 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 a good team. I'm not going to take anything away from them, but they are closer to that 500 team that we're seeing with their record. 
for me to be impressed with the Cowboys, they need to go out and beat a, a Chiefs team, an Eagles team, you know, even a Dolphins team, a Niners. They need to beat one of the top teams in the league to show that they belong with them. Again, they don't dictate their schedule. Mm-hmm. They got one more opportunity against the Eagles, and they need to go out and make a statement and beat the Eagles. There's- but if if they can't beat the Eagles, then you know you're back to they do play the Lions. That's another game there too. But they need to find out how to beat one of these teams that are going to be into the playoffs, not teams that do not make the playoffs. And we're in this weird vortex now where, where Dallas Cowboy fans and San Francisco 49er fans have to do what we are genetically predisposed never to do, root for each other's teams. Uh-oh. The Cowboys will be rooting for the Niners on Sunday because they need the Eagles to drop by a game. And then the Niner fans the following weekend will be rooting for the Cowboys because the the Niners will need the Eagles to drop one more game, and then the Niners will be the number one seed. And I don't know that I can do it for two whole weeks. <laughs> but we, we will we will talk about the biggest game of the week uh, in mere moments. Our picks in picks. Teamed on bitches. Cheats bitches. Uh, from, uh, let's see, all the way through week 12, we uh, pick winners and losers in the NFL. Uh, no point spreads. And as uh, after last night, we all had the, the Cowboys. Uh, as we head into the full weekend of week 13, Steve Mickelson, professional gambler, is in first place like <laughs> usual. Course. By only one game over Dawn. Yeah, I'm still a loser. Seven games over both Kyle and me. Ooh, big ah. losers. And Brandon is back by 13 games. That's the most. <laughs> by the way, Steve Mickelson has 115 wins this season on the membership site. J-Dog is still in the lead with 127 wins. Whoa. And then uh, Mr. Mike and C-17 Hydro have 124 uh, wins. All right, the big games this weekend, Steve. Uh, let's go through it, and, and we can even explain why this is a big game after uh, one of these teams was written off. The other one was never believed to be real. It's totally different now. The Denver Broncos are at the Houston Texans. Right now the Texans are a three-point favorite. The Broncos have really turned their season around as they've won five straight games. The big difference is the defense has been playing much better as they're giving up just 16 points per game during this win streak. Quarterback Russell Wilson has had a much better year as he's thrown for 20 touchdowns and only four interceptions for the seasons. The Texans lost a close game last week to the Jaguars, stopping their three-game win streak. Quarterback C.J. Stroud is so much fun to watch and will win the Rookie of the Year. Houston has struggled to run the ball for most of the season. It's going to be very interesting to see if they attempt to run the ball more as the Broncos have the worst run defense in the NFL. I like the Texans here to win. I think Denver is going to take a step back and lose. And this could solely be for C.J. Stroud. Uh, Steve, Dawn, and I all have the Texans, the boys, in the other room. Brandon yeah. and Kyle have the Broncos winning the game. Yay! Yeah, let's go, ponies. <laughs> Next game. Oh, you know what, Steve? I, I, I promised I would ask this. Uh, on the pigskin picking panel, we always we go over how many games we have different than you because you're the king. And and you on, on the Falcons at the Jets, and I predicted what your answer was going to be, so I want to see how close I am. You're the only one who took the Jets at home to beat the Falcons. What is your reasoning for that? I, I like this spot. Well, one of the strong trends that I do follow is when a team at home is an underdog and the next week they go out on the road and they are a favorite. Mm-hmm. There's a reason they were a home dog and the Falcons were a home dog last week. They're out on the road of the Jets. Jets have a really strong defense. There I'm not sold that Ritters is a very good quarterback. And I think the Jets' defense can 
win this game. Tim Boyle just can't turn the ball over. Just Boyle. win the field position. And uh, I like the Jets to win the game outright. Even Don, who never retains anything that I say, <laughs> acknowledge with a nod. I mentioned the home team thing, and I mentioned the Jets' defense. Those were your rationales. All right, Steve, next big game. Your Detroit Lions are at the New Orleans Saints. Who that? Right now, the Lions are a four-point favorite. Detroit suffered an ugly loss on Thanksgiving Day to the Packers, but they've had extra time to prepare for this game and get back on track. Quarterback Jared Goff leads the offense. That is second in the NFL in total yards. Detroit will need to clean up their offense as they have been a very turnover-prone team the past few games. The Lions' defense, though, has really struggled lately as they're giving up 31 points per game over their last three games. The Saints have lost two straight, yet are still tied for first place in their division, despite being only five and six. Terrible. They have really struggled in the red zone this year, as their conversion rate for touchdowns is near the bottom of the league. New Orleans' defensive front has struggled due to injury, as they were torched last week by a Falcons running game, which ran over their defense for over 220 yards. But I like the Lions here to rebound and get the win. And do you need, uh, as a fan, Steve, do you need to see a big win here? I just need a win. Just, <laughs> just keep it rolling. Uh, everybody's got the Detroit Lions in that game. Uh, we're going to skip ahead to the Sunday night game. By the way, I mentioned earlier in the week on this show, and then I corrected why uh, my, I answered my own question uh, on the podcast. Uh, I, I said out loud, I, I can't believe they didn't flex the Niners-Eagles game to Sunday night, put it on in, in prime time. It turns out the way the contracts are written this year, the two major networks for the day games, uh, Fox and CBS, they can take one game on their schedule every week and say, you can't move this. They can protect it. And weeks ago, Fox said, we're not, we're not losing the Eagles-Niners. So that's why for Sunday night football, we're getting instead the uh, Kansas City Chiefs at the Green Bay Packers. Right now, the Chiefs are a six-point favorite. The Chiefs need to find a way to string a couple of wins together. They've been alternating wins with losses for the last several weeks. But we know this Chiefs team is a very good offense. The big difference this year is their defense is one of the top defenses in the NFL. The Packers, Jordan Love has had two really good games the last couple of weeks. But do keep in mind, they've played the Chargers and the Lions. Both teams' past defenses have not been very good. But the Packers are riding that two-game winning streak hard home as they've won three of their last four I just don't think the Packers are oh, good hey. enough to win this game. They also have some questions with injuries. Jer Alexander, their top cornerback, is questionable for this game. And both of their running backs, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, are also listed as questionable. If you can't run the ball at all against the Chiefs, it's going to be a long day because they're going to have to depend on Jordan Love to carry this offense through the air and I just don't see that happening against the Chiefs. So I like the Chiefs to win this game, and I think the Chiefs could – they need to blow somebody out. They need a comfortable game, have a good second half to show people they really are as good as the record shows. And it would be it would be a shocking development in one of two ways if the Packers won this game. Either if the Packers, like, dominated the Chiefs and suddenly were going, whoa, maybe Jared Love, we should, have, we should pay more attention, um, or – is it that the that the Chiefs clearly show what a lot of us have felt the whole season? What you're alluding to, Steve, they're just not there. They're not they're not gelling like they they should. Which brings up the question: Why did everybody pick the Chiefs except Kyle? You okay? Whoa. I was wondering because I'm thinking I'm like, did I mishear something? Because I think I looked at the the pigskin picks um, email incorrectly. I might have because they know they show up a uh, uh-huh. pair. Uh-huh. I might have missed. 
read the line because oh. when I'm thinking about that, I'm like, I think I picked the Packers, but I would never do it against the Chiefs. So if uh -huh. I can get an edit on that, that would be cool. No. Uh, no. Nope. Operator error. You can't. Uh, you should have asked them all. That's before. not fair because that's not my true intentions. Oh, that's not fair. Oh, the true well, intentions. I mean, let me ask you, Brandon, because you, you actually handle the picks. Um, yeah. ha does uh, anyone else, has anyone else had that problem habitually uh, all season long? Not habitually. It's happened in the past, but uh -huh. we just settle with it because once the picks are submitted, it's, yeah. it's done. But I, I, yeah, I just, I, I don't, I just, no, you know, human it, error, that your intentions don't matter. True. Um, <laughs> all right, Steve. The game of the weekend uh, will be uh, Sunday uh, as the uh, 49ers are at the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Eagles sit at 10-1 and one and are the number one seed in the NFC on top of having the best record in the NFL. But yet the 49ers are a three-point favorite on the road in Philadelphia this, to me, is one of those games that you sit back and you look at it, and by records and everything we know, the Eagles should be the home team. But sometimes you see a point spread out there that you just look at and say, hmm, somebody seems to know more than we do. And in this case, I think it shows how good of a team the 49ers are here. The 49ers riding a three-game win streak. The bright spot for me is we're seeing Brock Purdy actually stretch the field a little bit. Get the ball down the field. They're going to need that against this Eagles team. The Eagles, though, all year, even though they're 10-1, and one, we've all sat back and watched it and go, their offense just really isn't in sync like we've seen in the past. And there are some injuries here, and I don't know how serious they are, but Julio Jones, wide receiver, and A.J. Brown are both listed as questionable. Sure. Dallas Goddard, their tight end, is also listed as questionable. If they're not healthy at the wide receiver's, in the tight end position, this could be a long day for this Eagles offense. I like the 49ers. I think they need to send a statement that they really are the best team in the NFL. And if they go in and get blown out by the Eagles, no. you're going to have to sit back and really adjust what the thoughts are on the 49ers. So to me, this is a much bigger game for the Niners than the Eagles. And the and the the super duper dream for the Niners side is that they not only go into Philadelphia, but they win handily. They 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 make a statement not just by beating the Eagles, but by beating them badly. And we did discuss on the podcast something you and I have joked about over the years: your theory about West Coast teams traveling all across the country and the time change. And you have a, a perfect answer for why you're not even thinking about that for this game. Oh, absolutely. They they move this game to 125, so it's no longer the East Coast game with the early start. Fits in nicely for the 49ers, and, and I expect the 49ers. I can tell you right now, the Niners are one of the, the games that I like this weekend. They're, they're, the, their body clocks don't have to adjust at all. They're already in Philadelphia as late as you know tomorrow, tonight or whatever, and then they're playing at the, the time they usually would, and the game is at 1.30 because it's the biggest game of the week, oh, and boy. they want it as close as they can to prime time. All right, Steve, uh, have a great weekend. We will talk to you again on a Monday morning. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks. And uh, every Wednesday, Steve and I do the Mixed Picks podcast on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. Listen or watch live, and then it stays up there forever after that on the membership site. If you want to see our pigskin picks, teamed on bitches, cheese bitches, they're up at radradio.com. We're going to play Master of Movies right now. We got a $100 Visa gift card for you. We'll give you a hint, play a movie clip. You have to give us the title of the movie, and you win. Call the 18 guesses first, then 19, then 20. And if nobody knows the movie, <laughs> uh, droplets everywhere, and no winner. We need a winner. 888 989 9811 for Master of Movies. Rob, anybody. anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, anybody. and Dawn Show.
Welcome back to It's the End of the Broadcast Year and They Don't Care edition of RAD. Email the show, please. It helps us kill time. RAD at radradio.com. Very appropriate as we got this email, RAD at radradio.com from Adam. Hey, Adam. Uh, this, is, uh, this is indicative of uh, the, uh, the the comment Brandon made earlier this uh, this week that uh, he's just checked out. It's, uh, it's the end of the year. It's been a very busy end of the year. It's been a hell of a year for, for a lot of us uh, because we would have thought of this, and that's not in any way to take, care, uh, take away from Adam's email because rarely do we get a suggestion from a listener that even warrants being given any discussion. Oh, man. Let alone one where I go, actually, that's pretty damn good. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I, mean, I think this might be the first one of the entire tw- calendar year uh, where we got, we got a suggestion that I'm like, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, so we play, you know, we play our little sound effects while Steve Mickelson's going over the football games to, uh, to, to make it easier for those of you that are like, okay, this is a little too much football, a little too much sports, to at least laugh at the, the, the sounds uh, that indicate what, what the team, uh, that, that, well, like, like the Eagles. None of those are Eagles. There's eight different bird noises. So, you know, hopefully. Uh, Adam says, Rob, you have mentioned that you and Brando have been looking for an additional Chiefs sound effect. Yeah, it's like, what? You know, nothing represents Kansas City. You can't, there's nothing you can do that's politically acceptable with the Chiefs. Right. Or nothing with words. But what? Yeah, you can't, that's never with words. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a workaround for this. He says, what about a clip from a Taylor Swift song, oh, like, like an that. instrumental clip, like from Bad Blood. So okay. it would have to be like like her biggest uh, hit or something. Okay. Right? But, I mean, she like is that. the Chiefs. Yes, right. But now more than ever, right? You think of the Chiefs. You think <laughs> that's that's a cool idea, <laughs> Adam. We'll, we'll put it into the hopper. We promise. We will. Really, this year. Hurry before they break up. Oh, good point. Twisting your brain for a really cool prize. Action adventure sci-fi comedy. Testing the film and you'll be supreme. Movie Master! Movie Master! We got a $100 Visa gift card. Caller 18 is Abraham. Hello. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Mr. Lincoln? Honest Abe. You know the movie. You will win. If not, we'll go to Teresa. Hi, good morning. Hi. And Heath, your caller 20. Yo, yo, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo. Merry Christmas. We're looking for a 2015 comedy. You okay? No, I'm not. Uh, Kyle stumbled onto this, I'm gathering, because uh, he, he said he had no idea it was ever made, and now he wants to see this 2015 comedy movie. You okay? No, I'm not. Abraham, what movie is that? No. 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 Just no. No. Like vegan craft mac and cheese. No. Just no. No. Teresa, do you know the movie? Get hard. It's up to you, Heath. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh my gosh. No, 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 that's not a movie. It's not the movie. Oh my god. For the last ten years, lifelong buddies Ethan and Isaac, played by Joseph Gordon Levitt and Seth Rogen. And uh, Chris, the uh, third friend, have gathered, played by nobody, uh, have gathered on Christmas Eve to celebrate the holidays with a bang. As Isaac prepares to become a first-time father, the friends realize that their annual tradition is coming to a sad end. To make it as memorable as possible, they plan a night of debauchery and hilarity by searching for the Nutcracker Ball, the holy grail of Christmas parties in New York. Mm -hmm. Seth Rogen, you know. It's decent. uh, You've seen it? Yeah, it's good. Uh, It's called The Night Before. Hey, Isaac. You okay? No, I'm not. I think the cocaine and the mushrooms are reacting. 
poorly. And now I think I just gotta kind of um, balance it out. Like I think I'm gonna make it that I'm more on mushrooms because I was having fun on mushrooms. Look, I just I have a plan. Chill out, have a Red Bull. You could also just stop doing drugs right now. <laughs> <laughs> much, much more mushrooms. <laughs> uh, we got this uh, email uh, from uh, Evan. Hi, Evan. Uh, he says I'm the one who wrote in and praised Coconut Bowl earlier this week. That's at Wild Island in uh, Sparks, Nevada. Uh, one of our advertisers in Northern Nevada. After you read my email, you said there would be a contest to win the business party there or a, quote, another big prize you teased us. Will we find out today what it is? So I did tell you what the, the prize, yes, there's a, a a giveaway where you'll be able to take, and I don't have it in front of me, so don't quote me on this. We'll have all the rules posted. Uh, it's like up to 50 employees out to Coconut Bowl for a, a, a party, an after-holidays party uh, with their you know, private bowling lanes uh, catered with either, like, they got the taco bar, they got the prime rib. Nice. Uh, all the games there and everything. It's a, it's a $2,000 value for Whoa. that. Whoa. And, and I said there'll be another prize because that would be kind of the, the Northern Nevada base prize. Doesn't mean a Sacramento business couldn't win and say we're all going to go up. They're fine. Sure. Um, but we wanted to have a, a, a Sacramento base prize, and that's what he's alluding to. Will we find out today what it is? No. No, you are. <laughs> Still working on deciding which of our choices, and, and we're going to secure it. But this all does begin Monday. Monday morning, 7, 8, and 9, we'll play our regular Better games. Decide. If you win, uh, you will win a membership. Uh, for a, It's a 30-day free membership uh, on, the, on members.radradio.com, and you're qualified for the grand prize drawing to win the Coconut Bowl business party and whatever the other thing is in the grand prize drawing. It all starts Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. From Rad Radio to you, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Boxing Day, Happy Festivus. Oh, come on. That's it. I'm out of here. Rad Radio, whatever. Uh, we got this uh, email, rad at radradio.com. No, it's from a Brandon. Hey, Brandon. It may or may not be a better class of listener uh, email. Uh, somebody watching us on Rad TV at members.radradio.com because uh, it may or may not allude to something that maybe happened during a commercial break because this also kind of happened on the air, but I'm wondering if more happened off the air during a commercial break. Oh. But I don't know. <sighs> Says, even though Brandon, now he's talking about our brand. This is a Brandon talking about Brandon. <laughs> Brandonception. Oh. Even though Brandon already makes good jingles for the show after hearing he and Kyle starting to make the lyrics for the trailer updates, mm. I'm really looking forward to hearing the final product now. Yes, oh, actually, okay. uh, producer Nick, who is far away in some other state in the country, institution, listens to the show and watches the show because he does a lot of video work for promote promo, promos and stuff. Love you, yeah. Nick. Nick's yeah. watching right we, now. We love you, Nick. Yeah, love, love, you. love you so much. You're number yeah. one, man. Little visual for Aww. Nick. So uh, he actually wrote lyrics to the trailer trailer oh. uh, park South Park mashup uh, for the trailer updates for Travis Kelsey and, and uh, Taylor Swift yes. and, and 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 they're good the outstanding <laughs> no it's perfect as is like when I first glanced over I was like oh okay I can work with this but then I actually sang it and it's perfect yeah he, he, nice. he used chat uh, cool uh, so uh, Stop it. Uh, speaking of rad TV tomorrow morning we're gonna be here yeah it's a radder day tomorrow we'll be here uh, live from six to nine <laughs> commercial free and uncensored we're gonna talk about uh, uh, um, fantasizing about having sex with cartoon characters and uh, awkward things that happen in men's urinals sex toys for men uh, dirty jokes big batch of dirty jokes from the maggots and more uh, tomorrow morning on radder uh, on radder day on rad TV at members.radradio Sounds right up my alley. Uh, we'll talk about that, too. <laughs> it's uncensored. Uh, we also uh, got this note from Cy. <sighs> Very good. We didn't even practice that. 
Um, we had a couple people just out of nowhere write in about they went to uh, Cuts by Kristen, uh, the, the hair salon in Reno. Uh, Kristen, the owner, had written in uh, weeks ago as a Dr. Rob uh, letter and said, I can't get repeat customers, and, and everybody says I'm good at what I do. Is it because I'm transgender? We don't know still, but a lot of maggots said, I'll check her out. And we said, well, write and let us know. And everybody's writing back going, I'm a repeat customer. Yay! She's amazing. Uh, and she did send a nice thank you note at one point, and Cy heard those and said, my wife is needing a haircut. We moved to Reno last year, and since she has been looking for a stylist to cut her long, beautiful locks, I was wondering if you had her info so I can pass it along to my wife. It's just on Instagram or on Facebook, and it's Cuts by Kristen. The only mistake she made is she didn't use a K for cuts because that would have been cool because it's Kristen with a K. Well, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but, uh, you know, too late, can't remarket it. So it's just Cuts by Kristen yeah. on uh, Facebook or Instagram. She's really pretty. I went to her Instagram, and I'm like, why are you in Reno, damn it? <laughs> oh, for her hairstyles. Yeah. I thought you were implying that, that pretty girls don't belong in Reno. No, oh, my God. Uh, oh, earlier, well, You know what? Thank you because it might have sounded like the, that. Yes, I'm aware. But, I mean, I love my hair lady. I've had her forever. But, I mean, obviously, I would yeah. have given her a chance if she was nearby. I know earlier this morning, in fact, the first segment, I think we did, or the second segment, we did a, we did a food news thing, but it devolved because I, it, I was in no, no, no mood because we were talking about craft and macaroni and cheese, and it's a vegan option uh, now. Yeah. That's stupid. Vomit. So we ran out of time, but I, I do want to do one other food, food news story. Food brings the people together, both in good times and in bad weather. Sharing a meal, sharing a laugh, raise a glass. It's a simple pleasure we all have. Food, our glorious food, it nourishes my soul and mood. We're now serving is news about food. Mm -mm -mm. We're going to talk about a food truck owner in the United Kingdom. His name is Tom Warwick, and he's known at his food truck for burgers, but not just any burgers, Frankenburgers, big burgers. Okay. Oh. Big, big burgers. Yeah. Uh, the name of his food truck is Meat Castles. Oh, nice. <laughs> right. Oh he created the whole thing uh, after years of judging national burger competition. So he, he knows his meat. And in recent years, uh, the food truck has become a veritable mecca for burger buffs. Now, for example, uh, one uh, I went on his, his website. He's got like, I think like there was about 10 just standard burger choices. And they're all fairly reasonably priced for a, what would be a gourmet burger. I think it's if you... Uh, 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 tra not translate. If you adjust their money to our money, there's like twelve to fifteen dollar burgers that you're getting. Okay, and yeah. they're big and they look excellent. Uh, there's the fat nut, which <laughs> is an, <laughs> which is an aged beef patty topped with American cheese, peanut butter, and strawberry and vanilla jam. Oh Ooh. hell yeah! I've oh, had a few of these. These are good. Hell? Yep. Yes, so uh, he's now gone viral because he has unveiled one of the world's most calorific burgers. Oh. Uh, he says, "Quote: Everyone loves the donut burger, right? This came, you know, the donut is the bun." I haven't tried this. Way to get on it. I know, right? It's like so old. He <laughs> says, uh, "I wanted to go bigger and better. This burger features three beef patties and six slices of cheese slathered in melted butter, and then the bun what? is made of eight oh. Krispy Kreme donuts. Wow! He's taken eight Krispy Kremes and pressed them." To make the bun. So there's oh. four donuts on top, four donuts on the bottom, three beef patties. If you're watching on Rad TV, you can see the wow. cheese and the patties mm. and the bacon. You need a fork and a knife. Bacon. All told, the burger houses 3,180 calories, the equivalent of six Big Macs, 
or more than the total number of calories an adult human should consume in one day. I'm starving right now too. <laughs> I want one. So there's and he's got a gimmick. Uh, he's got it now. It cost uh, this burger cost twenty bucks, or if if you convert it. Uh, but he is offering uh, the option that if anyone can eat the whole burger in three bites. Oh, three yo, bites. Yeah, not happening. Thousand calories a bite. Right. He will give you the equivalent because it, it's a round number. It's hundred pounds in, uh, in in the UK, but it would be one hundred twenty-seven American dollars. So uh, it, it, he's had huh. damn. He's had. Did he say? I think he said. Yeah, he's had uh, a number of of people who have tried it, and no one's been able you to. You need manage. a really, really yeah. big mouth. That's and the throat. problem. Right. It's not about. The, I mean, Jesus. It's, and it's about and the jaw opening. Yeah. Right. Exactly. All three of those. You got to be able to chomp it to at least swallow it. And and that's the other thing. You need to have the tolerance to have all that food in your mouth mm. as it turns into burger bubble gum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's preying on the stupid, and it's working obviously because yeah. I mean, if you look at that burger, there's no way you could put three of those. Like, if you split up in three pieces, you couldn't put a single piece in your mouth and chew it and swallow it. Praying on the stupid or praying on the porn stars. Oh. All that meat they put in their mouths. You didn't say where they had to swallow it, right? There's only one place to swallow. Well, I mean, Are you talking about inserting it? You said porn stars. Yeah, but I I was referring to the fact that they take big pieces of meat in their throat and mouth. Where where else can you swallow? I don't even want to (laughs) know. You can use your imagination. Okay, you know what? I'll make a note. (laughs) We can start the Ratterday show tomorrow with an explanation for this. I like it. it. I feel like we've gone down a bad road here. Yeah. yeah, I kind of was just going to go down the route. Like, it's a fun, like, thing if you're drunk one night. Well, the other thing, too, is... the other thing too is that um, he's he's also not preying on the stupid as Kyle has to make everything negative in the <laughs> sense that a he's getting all this attention because he's holding this contest and b he, the, if you read about it people just love his burgers they're amazing and it looked really good you go to this you go to this place you're like a lot of people are just buying the burger they're not trying to eat it in three bites yeah, it's yeah. just delicious so but and you could feed five people uh, the burger though is far from the most calorific sandwich in existence at least as known. That honor goes to the Octuple Bypass Burger, which is at the aptly named Heart Attack Grill in Arizona, which clocks in at a whopping 20,000 calories and is comprised of eight beef patties, 40 slices of bacon, 16 slices of cheese, a whole onion, two tomatoes, and chili, plus the two buns. Why the tomatoes? And chili? Yeah. Honestly. Got to get to that 20,000 oh. calorie level. But the tomatoes aren't doing you anything. In, uh, Two slices well, of tomatoes is what, 15 calories? No, but no, but tomatoes, <laughs> some people do like tomatoes <laughs> on their burgers. I'm so just saying, it sounds like a lost leader, even with all that. In 2021, competitive eater Matt Stoney shattered the record for eating it. He annihilated the burger in four minutes and 10 seconds. Jesus. Damn. That's crazy. Let's oh. get to uh, Win Rob's Change. We do it every morning at 6.30 and 9.30. We start with Chris, the princess spreadsheeter in the gay area. Gay area. Says Shannon's guess at 6.30 this morning was technically valid. Although it was not in my spreadsheet, since the formulas I write for my spreadsheet imply the word only in Rob's clues when he says the number of, of digits that are in a correct or in a guess that are in the correct answer. So her guess had already been eliminated from my spreadsheet, and then Rob gave a clue, which illuminated a fact that had already become apparent in my spreadsheet. Wow. So the clue didn't eliminate any further possibilities from my working range. So I still show 1,584 valid guesses in my working range, which is a .065% chance of picking the right number with the next guess. To put that in perspective, it is a 1,000 times more likely, 65%, that an American adult who is afraid of flying reports reports that meditation or breathing exercises helps to calm their fears. Mm, or it's water and exercise. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
or just learn uh, not to be worried about things that are out of your control. Or a Xanax. Uh, we are looking for our seventh guest, and if you can give us the correct amount of money, you win it. Phone number is 888-989-9811. Caller 18 gets to win Rob Shane. Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. Ho, ho, ho. Merry f- Christmas from us. Email the show, rad at radradio.com. We got this uh, email. It's assigned from uh, one of your dozens of Brianna's. <laughs> Hi, Brianna. And uh, earlier this morning, we were talking about, well, a couple times today, uh, Kyle was on his What's the Deal with Hollywood Not Being Creative bitch. Yeah. Uh, and then we were talking about uh, spinoff sequels, things like that, and, and how some of them are good, uh, but they are the minority. Maverick. Um, uh, the the Better Call Saul, mm-hmm. you know, Ooh, amazing. But most of them feel like Frasier and that '90s show and and things like that. Uh, and so, uh, at first, when I first saw this email come in, I thought it was from a time traveler. But it's only it was because of the way I was reading it, because I thought she was saying that this movie was about to come out, and I'm like, wait a minute, that movie came out years ago. But but when you reread it, she says, uh, "Hey, Rob, as you guys were talking about TV spinoffs and movie sequels." I was wondering if Hollywood does manage to make a movie that's enticing enough to the degree of Bad Boys 3. I thought she was saying, are they going to make a third Bad Boys? Mm. That already happened. Uh, Would you do another rad movie event where some of the maggots could win a chance to watch the movie with you guys? Yeah, I mean, eventually something like that will, something whether it's that or something like that will will come back around. You know, that, that was the last event that we did publicly before COVID until we did Brian and Palooza uh, 2021. Um, and, and a lot's changed still. Um, and so as people are getting back fixated on, on do we want to go to movie theaters, they'll, there'll be a movie, there'll be something that will be big enough that maybe we'll look at and we can buy out a whole a, a whole theater uh, and, and do something like that again. But we're also always looking for other creative ideas to go out and party with you guys. I mean, God, unless I'm forgetting, which it's possible. I think that's the last time I was in a movie theater. I, I just I just can't even. I'm trying to think. My my, my goddaughter Madeline and and her brother, also our godson Dill Pickle. I remember going to the movies with them, but like I don't. I, I mean, I've gone numerous times, but I feel like it was was more recent. But am I thinking? 2019, you know, because how all the years like run together. Yeah, especially these and, last three or four. Yes, and I, I, I mean, I don't even know what the hell I would have seen. I know. I just the, feel like everything I've liked, you know, it comes out later, and you watch it at home. The last, the last time I was in the theater was recently when, we, when my wife took me to see Barbie, and before that, I think the first time after COVID was when I saw Maverick, but I'm not sure. I don't remember. It's just been that, that process of. Eh, I'll wait. And I saw Barbie at home, and I saw Maverick at home. Yeah, and and I just saw, and I, I don't know, I, because Kyle and I have homework. We have to watch uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh, the the best Christmas ever. Write that down. And and it, it's not to that level that we've been told bad, right, uh, Brandon? Uh, but uh, but you would you would not recommend that I waste two hours this weekend watching the Indiana Jones and the Dial of My Butt movie? Oh no. It's awful. It's, I mean, it's awful, if, awful. If you want to see just how bad they ruined the Indiana Jones uh, franchise, mm-hmm. it's worth it just to see like what. How could they butcher this worse oh, no. than the Kingdom <laughs> of the yeah. of the Crystal Butt? Did I ask this when you guys were railing on it? Is it yeah. worse than four? It's, yes, it's, it's absolutely terrible. It made me oh, upset no. and abs- absolutely <laughs> a little bitter 
that was even in the theater. I was super mad. Oh, no. The ending is so infuriating. It's oh. like it, it's it. They wrap it up so quickly and with no sense at all. Like he falls asleep and he wakes up and everything's fine. And it's uh, streaming right now on Disney Plus. I saw. And so. it's it's long as hell. It's close to I think it's three hours. Oh. It might be three hours and some change. Oh god. And it's it, the whole story isn't exciting like in other Indiana Jones movies. There's action and stuff, and it's exciting. It's in, it encaptures you. You. You pay attention. This one, I couldn't. I couldn't follow the storyline oh, at all. Man. I was scheduled to go with a friend recently. Mm. Well, when it first came out, that Sound of Freedom, and then my father-in-law. We need to take him to the ER. But and I did end up watching it, but at home. So like, still nothing at the damn theater. What movie is that? Sound of Freedom. It's, oh, it's mm -mm. it's a child. Sex trafficking. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God! Yeah. You're the worst. Those the best sad. things oh, in sad. life are free. Oh. We're gonna help you pay some bills and fees. We made a ton of money too. Oh. Why Make your best guess and estimate the calculation in rough shore of change. Change. Caller 18. Now, this is ironic, I think, for two reasons. First of all, we're playing Win Romps Change. Our contestant's name is Penny. <laughs> and Penny, that's such a unique name. Are you the Penny who wrote in mistakenly thinking the, 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 the last clue yesterday at 930 was, was, was uh, not valid? Yep, that's me. All right, Yay, all right. I, I appreciate your follow-up email when I addressed your second one, uh, that you figured out where the glitch may be in your matrix. So now you get full redemption and give us the right amount of money and win it. God, I hope so. Uh, three hundred and seventeen dollars and forty-four cents. Three one seven four. Three one seven four four. You said. Yes. All right. Very good. Three hundred seventeen dollars and forty-four cents. What do you think? That's not a, a valid guess. Yeah, I think it's a violator. Uh, wait, 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 violator. Maybe I'm getting them mixed up. Let me let me see here. There's a. Are there? Uh, oh God, so I have to go back and do all of oh these. Oh my gosh! And there and there. Okay. Let's I see. mean, this is going quick. One. There okay. and there. Oh, there's two there and there there. What? Yeah, yeah, there and there. Yep, yep. Uh, there, there. We're we're going over past clues, kids. Just just bear with us. Yes and. Yep, and yep. Yeah, that's yep. valid. Okay. Totally valid. That is a valid guess. $317.44. Oh, valid but wrong. <laughs> In the guess of $317.44, one of those numbers is not in the correct answer. Only one of those numbers is Only. Ooh, not okay. in the correct Big clue. answer. And ironically, now I can't say that. Nope, that would give somebody a, 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 an advantage. One of those numbers is not in the final correct answer, $317.44. You have the weekend to think about it. We will play Win Rob's Change again Monday morning at 6. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show. Stuff your stockings with Rad. There's plenty of actual junk available in the stupid store at radradio.com. Got this email from Derek. Hey, Derek. Says, I'd like to give a birthday shout out to Derek. I'm turning 50 tomorrow. Yay! That's right. Yeah. I'm Derek. Oh, 50 is fabulous. 
I met you guys at Brian Apalooza. Brian Apalooza. Oh, no. He would yeah. not have a celebration yeah. for Brian. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> act, he actually spelled it Brian Apalooza. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. No. no. All those Brians? No. He is getting old. <laughs> yeah, he's 50. Uh, I actually met you guys at Brian Apalooza with my daughter. I talked to Brandon, and I told him that I was currently 11 months sober, and Brandon was my rock, helping me do it and achieve it so far. Good for you, one day at a time. Love, love, love. Says my wife is planning me a big old birthday something, which I know will be awesome. Awesome! Happy, happy birthday, now eat your f***ing cake. Happy, happy birthday, or we'll punch you in the face. If you are a welfare recipient and you are just waking up to start your busy day. Good morning. Here's a recap via emails from allegedly working Americans Ooh. of what you missed on today's showgram. We talked about the uh, unacceptable creation of vegan craft mac and cheese. Uh, vomit. In unacceptable a box. because the vegan thing is over. Yeah, I have always bye. said, look, businesses, go for it. You, it, it. Vegans' money is as good as anybody's money. Less, fewer vegans percentage-wise per capita. Then at any time in American uh, history, woo, woo. Burger King is barely hanging on because they invested so much into it, so it cannot be defended. And then uh, we had somebody write in uh, whose son has a condition, and they have to shop for certain vegan products. So they have to go to certain, you know, like like hairy hippie stores, Smelly, yeah, um, where you know it's a bunch of vegans. And Ugh. and the dad, he won't even go in because he doesn't want somebody <laughs> to think that he's a vegan. And I said, yeah, I, I wouldn't even let the wife go. Why don't you Instacart that crap? Well. Scott says, I'm a DoorDash driver, and I do a lot of grocery store shops, and whenever I'm picking up vegan items, uh, I get an uncontrollable urge to tell the entire store that I am not a vegan. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. <laughs> oh, we also uh, we talked about, uh, oh, see, oh, the whole show started with a woman who works at a hospital, uh, and she was eating her breakfast, she bit into something crunchy, and when she spit it out, it's, uh, uh-oh, it's a roach uh, of, of, uh, of some kind. Uh, and that led us eventually to talking about flying roaches, which uh, uh, Kyle uh, remembered from his time in Hawaii. Yeah, that's terrible. Actually called American uh, roaches. Uh, and that led Kyle and I to talk about other creepy crawly things, the uh, like the Hawaiian centipedes uh, that have uh, uh, the stingers on, on, and they they hurt. Oh God, they're big. No, it's supposed they're to be big. peaceful yeah, in they, Hawaii. They're scary looking. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Jeremy wrote in and said, "I've had three run-ins with those Hawaiian centipede demons." <laughs> The first was while we were in the field training for the army. It was dark, and I was already in my hammock. I lifted my sleeping bag from the top of my rucksack and brought it in the hammock. Unknowingly, I had a hitchhiker. While sorting everything out, I felt a very painful sting on my side. I thrashed around in the dark, swung in the trees, convinced myself it was a fire ant, and my erratic response killed it. Went to bed. When I woke up and got dressed, I went looking for it and found a three-inch centipede snuggled in my hammock. Aww. Under That's a small one. My sleeping bag. That is the small one. Yeah, the one no. I saw was like a foot, foot and a half. It was. I cannot it was trust these measurements coming from you men. It's fair, fair. Okay. No, it's fair. Uh, I flung it out and went on with my day, but the bite hurt like hell for another day, and the mark was there for a week. They are venomous. Obviously, it didn't kill me. The, yeah, they can't, I, they can't deliver enough venom, but it hurts. The other two were six-inch beasts that invaded my home. They were by the garage door, and they looked dead because they didn't move, and they looked stiff because the exterminators had sprayed the day before, so I scooped them up in the dustpan, took them outside, and I flung them really high because I wanted to get the birds to eat them. They hit the ground, and it must have resurrected them because they took off running to the other side of the street. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, you know I don't what? like it. And they do that. They 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 freeze on you. you play dead, right? What? And, and, and yes, and they uh, yes they. Uh, 
Okay. Hey, if you uh, watch this live. No thanks. I've, you know what? I've seen enough beautiful photos of Hawaii. That's all I need. Uh, if you watch this live on Rad TV every morning uh, at members.radradio.com, during the commercial breaks, you get a question of the day. You email in your answers. We save them for the end. What was today's question? Have you ever lost a bet? What was it? And what were the consequences? <laughs> this, this one has some sweetness to it. It's from Connie. Hey, Connie. It says, when I was a teen, I milked cows and fed calves every Aww. morning before school on oh our family God. dairy. Oh, my Love. dad and I would compete to see who could finish their side of the barn fastest. <laughs> One day, my dad said, let's make it interesting, and said the loser had to milk alone for a week, and the winner gets to sleep in. Uh, oh, man, what a gift. I lost because I had a new heifer that kept kicking the damn machine off. <laughs> he still laughs about it to this day. A laughing heifer? Wow. <laughs> you should be on tour. Uh... uh her dad laughs about it every day because he was actually trying to give me a few days off. Aww. But I lost, so I milked alone. The upside was I got to listen to my own music instead of his old music. And now his old music is what I listen to. <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's yep. full circle. How it works. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramon has this story. Brandon's part Mexican. My high school friend holds an annual chili cook-off contest. This year was the 14th year. A few years back, Stacy bet me, another friend, that the loser has to get a tattoo. Well, guess who lost? Oh, no. Oh, the tattoo no. is located on the top of my thigh, and it says CQS. Stands for Chili Queen Stacy. Ha <laughs> ha! That's great! <laughs> Nikolai says, I've been a roofer for 20 oh, years, man. and back in my early 20s, I lost a bet with my foreman at the time, and I had to shingle an entire day in my underwear. Uh, oh, and oh, I must say, lovely sight. holy sunburn. <laughs> God. Yeah, dude, yeah. lotion up. Yeah. That might have been part of the bet. See that? Wow, it's like working on our roofies <laughs> in his underwear. <laughs> that might warrant a call to uh, you know, nine one one or three one one at least. It's like not totally indecent. Um, no, I mean, but he might people... be crazy. Uh, oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, lifelong maggot Rick had uh, this to say. I had many to choose from, as I've made many stupid bets. The one that stands out for me was one I made on the 1994 NFC Championship game between the Cowboys and the Niners. Ah, yes. I was there. (laughs) Watching my 49ers destroy the Dallas Cowboys to go on and win the Super Bowl against the San Diego Chargers. It was glorious. Is that the last time you guys won a Super Bowl? Or no? Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's actually been that long? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Been to a few and lost. It, I knew that. I yeah. knew you guys have recently, recently gone. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. See how cool that is, men? That's what ladies do. They take a glorious memory, and they see that you're enjoying it, being there, and they rip it away from you. <laughs> that was really just a curious question. <laughs> Rick says, as a diehard Cowboys fan, and with the team coming off back-to-back Super Bowl championships, I was confident making a bet with any Niner fan co-worker. Unfortunately for me, the Cowboys lost. The bet was the loser had to shave the winner's logo on their head and leave it until the hair grew out. No shaving my head in embarrassment. We had a stylist come into work, and they made a big production of it, doing it in our lunchroom with dozens from our office watching. Here I am. I've got SF shaved in the back of my head, and they decided at this point it would be a great time to hold a contest throughout our office to determine what does SF stand for. The winning entry was Stupid Effer. And for a month, I was greeted in the halls with, What's up, Stupid Effer? Fun times. 
You are a, a Rad TV member. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. It's a radder day from 6 to 9. We will be live, commercial-free and uncensored at members.radradio.com. For the rest of you, the next time you'll hear us will be Monday morning. Okay, that does it. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Talking poo is where I draw the line. Go on and go home, you fat chicken. Bye, diddly eye. So long. God bless you. Bye-bye, Homer. Take care. Adios. So long. Very well. Dar. Bon voyage. Toodle-oo. Uh, so long. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Sayonara, dude. So long. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> so long, stink town. Don't think it hasn't been a little slice of heaven, because it hasn't. God bless the United States. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show.